you have to consider. This Oregon State team, so Chul Mario, their 7-2 center, has missed the last seven games with an ankle injury. I don't think he's back tonight from what I've heard. And so the Beavers' tallest player without him is just 6-9. And you got, you got three seven-footers on the Arizona Wildcats. It's going to be very hard. The Beavers have struggled in Pac-12 play containing bigs. And I think that when you look at Arizona with Umar Ballo at center and Azolas Tubelis, the 6-11 forward, one of the best players in the country, the Beavers are going to need to dig in. Yeah, they're really going to need to bring it out quickly. I don't believe, I believe I saw him in the, coming out of the locker room still with a cast over his ankle. Still did have that boot. Not quite ready to go, but it should be interesting to see what the Beavers' game plan is going against a giant like the Wildcats. So, or with this matchup tonight, Arizona, as we were saying, ranked ninth in the, in the entire country. However, they were ranked fifth last week they've stumbled a little bit brad so on um last saturday they lost to the washington state cougars who were six and ten coming into that game at home wildcats got their 28 game home win streak broken when they lost 74 to 61 to a team they were heavy favorites against washington state before that a couple days earlier they welcomed washington university of washington a team the beavers beat and they barely clawed their way to a victory at home against Washington. So you do see a little bit of vulnerability from Arizona. That being said, they're going to try and get it back on the right track, and they certainly have the talent to do it. Yeah, I mean, especially with the Beavers, they are on a three-game losing streak as of right now. They're going to be looking to bring the momentum back. Of course, they suffered a very tough game against Colorado down in Boulder. It was 62-42 to was the final score. Not a very high-scoring game, especially from the Beavers' point. They're going to be looking to really get that offense rolling quickly. And sorry to cut you off, Brad. Just real, real quick, I want to meet uh, the, uh, the opposing team. Just to go through Arizona real quick, their starting lineup as follows. Number 10, Azolas Tubelis, a 6'11 forward from Lithuania, one of the best players in the entire country. You're going to be hearing his name a lot tonight. Number 11, Omar Ballo, a 7-foot center from Mali, averaging 17 points a game. Number three, Pella Larsen, a 6'5 guard from Sweden. As you can uh, tell, a lot of international talent on this Arizona team. Number zero, point guard Courtney Rami from St. Louis. And number 45, Cedric Henderson Jr., a 6'6 guard from Memphis. This Arizona squad, as I said, has a lot of talent. For the Beavers, it'll be Rodrigue Andela, Dexter Acano, Dimitri Reedney, Glenn Taylor Jr., and Jordan Pope. And we're about to tip off. Brad, what are you looking for right out of the gate for the, from the Beavers? I, I'm looking for the Beavers to get off to a very early start. They needed to try and get in close comparatively with the field goal percentage. Arizona is leading, so they're going to be looking to get as many opportunities as quickly as they can. So Beavers have not been great on tips and uh, because of their height um, disadvantage, and Ballo easily wins that one for Arizona. Kirk Kreisa actually in the starting lineup, guard from Estonia. Kreisa Working around a screen, gets it out to Courtney Ramey. Ramey now back to Creesa, up top, guarded by Jordan Pope. The Beavers are going to try and double. They're going to kick it back out to Creesa. Wide open to fire, in and out and in again. So that's the first bucket of the game. Arizona scores on their first possession. 3-0 Wildcats, 19-30 to play in the first half. Here's the Beavers' first possession. Here's Jordan Pope being guarded by Kirk Creesa. Right-hand dribble. Tough defense being played. Gets it outside to Dexter Acano. Arizona's defense shifts over. Here comes a screen from Dimitri Reedney. Guarded up top by Azolas Tubelas. That's a big height difference there. 6'11 versus 6'5, and that's a steal from Azolas Tubelas. Here come the Cats. 
Pella Larson down the floor to Courtney Rami. Now gets inside to Omar Bella, the seven foot center. Puts it up, not gonna go, rebound falls to Glenn Taylor Jr. Here come the Beavers the other way on a break. Arizona's defense already back, Glenn Taylor Jr. thought about driving, now he's gonna work around a screen from Dimitri Reedney. Hands it off to Jordan Pope with a left-handed dribble. Reedney now back out to Dexter Acano on the left side, outside of the arc. Trying to post up his Rodrigo Andola, that's gonna be tough. Omar Balo's got four inches on him. Glenn Taylor Jr. trying to drive on Pella Larson. Kicks it out to Dexter Acano, pretty good look. Not gonna fall, rebounds tipped out to it's going to be a foul on Rodrigue Andela, a loose ball foul. Courtney Ramey saved it for the Cats, and Andela could not hold back from committing a foul. I, I think that was probably the right call. I mean, we're already seeing some very, very solid defense from both sides, already seeing a lot of three-point attempts. Both these teams kind of getting backed out early, looking for anything they can find. OSU, they're going to be looking to take that to their advantage and knock down those threes when they can, but the Cats shooting pretty good from far as well. So 3-0 Arizona, 18-30 to play. First half, Arizona in possession of the ball. Here is Pella Larson from Sweden. Hands it off to Rami. Courtney Rami gets it to Kerr Kresa. The Estonian guard throws it down low to Azulis to Bellis, and he's blocked, but a foul is called on Dimitri Reedney, much to the chagrin of the Corvallis crowd. Dimitri Reedney, uh, he is a senior transfer. He's been a good player for Oregon State. Reedney is 6-9, a senior from Belarus. Yeah, the crowd not seeming to agree with that call at any point, but Tubella is going to be looking to knock down those two quick to make it a two-point difference, excuse me, a two-possession two difference. Two-possession yeah. lead. And uh, so Arizona getting to the free throw line for the first time tonight. I don't know why they're huddling up a little bit before uh, shooting free throws. Don't see this too, too often. Getting ready to check in for the Beavers is Tyler Billado, true freshman from Kennewick, Washington. He's been pretty effective this year as Tubelis, left-handed sharpshooter, drains the first free throw. You're not going to see him miss too many. So we were talking, uh, one thing I think is kind of cool is how many nationalities represented in college basketball these days. In this game, in this, on, the, in this court, on this court alone, you have Mali, South Sudan, Estonia, Lithuania, Belarus, France, and Germany, and Argentina, and of course the United States. So that's nine separate countries. I mean, it's a, it's amazing to see that there's so much talent from all around the globe, and to be witnessing here in Corvallis, Oregon, is absolutely amazing. Five nothing, Arizona after Tubelis sinks them both. 18, 19 to play. That one almost stolen. Tyler Bilodeau now does get stripped by Courtney Ramey. Here, com here comes the other way. Gonna slow it down as the Beaver defense get back. Here's Kirk Kreese, a free to fire, no good back iron rebound to Jordan Pope. He's gonna try to push, being chased by Larson from behind. Makes a good move. Now inside to Tyler Bilodeau, blocked, blocked by Pella Larson. And now here comes Kirk Kreese, Kreese. Trying to go down low, and he does to Tubelis. That's a mismatch there as he throws it up and in over Dimitri Reedney, giving up a couple of inches, and it's 7-0 Cats. Yeah, we need to see the Beavers capitalizing on these offensive opportunities. They're already running out of time, a seven-point differential, and it's only going to grow from there. Beavers still looking for their first points of this game. Dexter Acano has got it up top, now gets it outside the arc to Jordan Pope, almost traveled with it, now he's going to try to work around a screen, gets it out to Tyler Bilodeau. Bilodeau launches a three, no good, back iron, long rebound out to Tyler Bilodeau, gets his own miss. Pope's going to fire from downtown, and he drills it. Oh my goodness, he shot that one from Eugene. I mean, what a response to try and bring the Beavers back, a huge three. But here comes Arizona with Pella Larson trying to answer, no good, front iron, rebound, Ballo, seven foot center, kicks out to Kerr Kreese, he's a sharpshooter, misses this one, rebound, Dimitri Reedney, that is a loose ball foul on Pella Larson. First foul of the game on Arizona. 
I mean, it's a three-point carnival here. Everyone going from, we've already seen so many attempts. The Wildcats still holding their lead, but the Beavers looking to dwindle it down. Arizona, one for four now beyond the arc. They have a 7-3 lead, 17 minutes to play first half. Jordan Pope's gonna take it out, guarded by Kirk Creesa. He's a stingy defender. Now trying to get Dexter Cano, almost stolen by Ramy. Cano's got it up top, being guarded by Courtney Ramy. Now it gets it outside to Glenn Taylor Jr. And we have a push and a foul on Kirk Creesa. Arizona's head coach having a word with the official there, not gonna change his mind, and that is the second foul of the game on Arizona. This one on Kirk Creesa. Yeah, they gotta be careful not to stack them up too early. We've seen that plenty of times before when those fouls add up and the bonus is active early. That's how teams catch ahead. And uh, I'm not entirely sure if what is going on here. So the Beavers are gonna inbound it from the opposite side. I, there's still only one foul listed from Arizona, so I'm not entirely sure. But anyways, they inbounded Dexter Cano, trying to work off the screen from Bilodeau. He's at the foul line, gets it poked away. Omar Ballo comes away with it, now throws it up ahead to Courtney Ramey. Ramey trying to push, now a foul line jumper, got it. 9-3 Cats, 16-40 left to play in the first half. Bilodeau inbounds to Dexter Cano, Beavers trailing 9-3. 16-50 to play, first half. Dexter Cano trying to work by himself, no screen around right now. Still holds the ball. Kerr is guarding Jordan Pope, who that play was supposed to go to, so Arizona playing very good defense right now. Trying to work around a screen from Dimitri Reedney. Akano still has it guarded by the much taller Tubelis. Leaves it off to Tyler Bilodeau, who lays it in. Well worked by the Beavers. Akano drew, drew in two defenders, and that left Bilodeau open down low. 9-5 Cats. Here's a pass down low to Umar Ballo, and uh, Tyler Bilodeau giving up three inches on the Arizona star center. Commits a foul. It's going to be tough, that matchup. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one to beat. We're most likely going to be seeing that mismatch all game long. We're going to see how the Beavers choose to overcome as time goes on. Still a lot of basketball to be played. And this is where you see no, no Cholmario really making an impact. That's a three missed by Rami, and it's in, rebounded by Dimitri Reedney. Here come the Beavers. 9-5 Arizona. Jordan Pope pull up. Quick three-pointer. No good. Front iron. Rebound to Courtney Rami of Arizona. Here he comes being guarded by Glenn Taylor Jr. Quickly back down the floor. Beavers get back in transition defense. Kerr, no look pass to Azolas. Tupelis, sharpshooter, drills it. And it's 12 to five. Man, that's a pretty, I don't know why. It just looks better when it's a lefty shooting a three for some reason. I don't know, just something about, it looks smoother for some reason. I mean, it's a, it's a little different. It's a little more unique. And when you see it go in, it's a beauty. Beavers, we're used to seeing that with a guy named Trace Tinkle, all-time leading scorer in Oregon State history, of course. Father Wayne coaching right now. Dexter Acano's got it, giving up a lot of height on Tubelis. Here's a tough three from Acano, back iron. Tubelis definitely affected that shot with his length. And now here comes Arizona down the floor. That's got to be a charge, and it is on Kirk Creesa. Dexter Acano taking the charge. That was not smart uh, by Creesa. And the beat, it is a turnover, but 12 5 Arizona right now. Yeah, Arizona got to be careful. Once again, we talked about minimizing these fouls. We're still very early on into this game, less than five minutes played. They need to try and minimize those. So we're going to head to a quick break. 12-5 Arizona, 15-19 left to play in the first half here in Gill. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be right back with Beaver Basketball on KBVRFM. So, um, so Brad, if you look at the Beavers coming out, they're, you're look, they're looking for Jordan Pope and Dexter Acano to try and create. We haven't seen Glenn Taylor with the ball a whole lot, but it does seem like what the Beavers trying to create themselves, it's gonna be tough. As I've said, there's nothing they can do about the size differential. 
but it does seem like the Beavers are going with a you know a smaller lineup here, which again they don't have much of a choice. But I think it's going to be tough for their guards to try and create for themselves. They're going to need to find some way to make an impact in the paint on offense. I mean, we saw a great pass down low from Pope Davila, though. That was a great play. We're hoping to see a lot more of that. Of course, nailing those shots from long range as well, that's going to do them some good. We've already seen, like I mentioned earlier, a lot of attempts. I believe there's been 11 total attempts within the first five minutes of play. That's both teams combined. Six from Arizona, five from Oregon. But we're going to see which team can knock down more of those, and that could really be the difference maker. It's going to be tough for Oregon State. A lot of things are affected when you're at size because we see Dexter Acano trying to take threes with the 6'11", Azolas Tubelis right in his face. So we all of all these matchups, it's not just down low, it also affects the tall guards. It's gonna make it hard for the Beavers to shoot threes. We saw Jordan Pope hit one from way outside the arc for the Beavers' first points of the game. But if you take things into consideration, of course the Beavers, they're only one in four in conference play. They're a very young team. They did beat Washington here in this building Washington darn near beat Arizona just last week. So there are ways the Beavers can try and work around things, but they do have to get something going, and they don't do not want to fall into a big hole early on here. Yeah, it comes down to efficiency at this point. I think if Oregon State, they're able to build, they're able to knock down those shots when they can, at least keep it close all throughout, they're going to have a solid chance. But if Arizona is able to gain a lead and build it, that's where it becomes dangerous for the Beavers. So we have some uh, substitutions. Nick Crass coming in for the Beavers. Crass is a 6'4", true freshman guard from Mississippi. He's played some minutes this year. Again, a lot of freshmen seeing Significant playing time for the Beavers. When you have eight freshmen, don't have a lot of options. Dylan Anderson, seven-foot center, checking in for the Arizona Cats. Jordan Pope up top, working around a screen from Tyler Billado. He draws two defenders in, almost traveled. Now he needs somewhere to go with the ball. Gets it out to Tyler Billado, forward from Kennewick, Washington. Gets it out to Dimitri Reedney, one-on-one with Azolas Tubelis. Good defender right there, tries to get it down low to um, Billado, being guarded by Dylan Anderson. Billado tries to drive on Will Anderson, Dylan Anderson, and draws the foul. Yeah, Bilodeau is actually doing a lot of work down low. He's not the tallest guy on the court, but he sure is getting in the paint and making Arizona work for it. You see why Coach Tinkle uh, excited to have him. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That might have been a little bit of a weak call there. I'm, I'm not sure that was a foul, but the Beavers are going to take anything they can get at this point. This is their first time at the free throw line as Bilodeau hits the first to cut the lead. 12-6, 14-55 left to play in the first half. So, as I said, Arizona takes seven-footer out. Here comes another seven-footer right to, to replace him. Bilodeau's second free throw on the way and good, so he hits a pair. Good way to start for the Beavers at the charity stripe tonight. 12-7, number nine, Arizona leading Oregon State. 14 minutes, 48 seconds to play in the first half. Courtney Ramey has got it up top. Now here's DeCreese, a return to Courtney Ramey. Cedric Henderson Jr. just into the game. Now gets it off to Dylan Anderson, be up top being guarded by Tyler Bilodeau. The seven-footer has it at the point, gives it off to Kirk Creese. Little pick and roll right to the rack, and he dunks it. Yeah, and that's where that height becomes a big problem. There was no one to cover him. He had a smooth time getting to the rim and shutting that one down. Yeah, that was a textbook pick and roll by the number nine Arizona Wildcats. 14-17, Arizona stretches out the lead back to seven. Jordan Pope gives it to Glenn Taylor Jr. being def defended by Cedric Henderson, trying to work around, no screen. Glenn Taylor himself trying to go through three defenders. That did not work at the rim, and it's taken by Arizona after the steal. Here's the lob too high, looking for Azolas Tubelis, going to be out of bounds to the Beavers. 
Yeah, of course, we're seeing now the Wildcats, they've started to figure out that height difference and they're really trying to use it any place they can. Couple of, uh, all right, we got one new player on the court now after that pass out of bounds. Kylan Boswell checking in for the Cats, now guarding Jordan Pope, who just takes it across the half court line. 20 to shoot, Beavers down 14 to seven. Gets it out to Glenn Taylor Jr. Return pass to Jordan Pope. Pope being guarded by Boswell is playing very aggressive defense, looking for a screen, and it's stolen by Boswell. Boswell tries to go behind the back. It's a kickball in Oregon State. Arizona will maintain possession. And that's actually a foul, pardon me. Yeah, it looked like the official. It did look like a kickball, but did. unfortunately, uh, they're going to call a foul on Crass. Kylan Boswell has it. Michael Retai getting ready to check in at the scorer's table. 14 to 7, Cats lead. Being guarded by Jordan Pope. Boswell hands it off to Courtney Rami, trying to go right side, blocked. Rebound, Cedric Henderson Jr. Gets it back out to Courtney Rami. Now it gets it to Killen Boswell. Beaver defense shifting over, not in time. He drains a three. It's 17 to seven, Cats. Yeah, the Wildcats looking very threatening from that three-point line. Now three for seven, putting away nine points. And they're gonna be looking to continue on just like that. Jordan Pope has it being defended by the very tough defender, Boswell Pope, able to get by him, and that forces a foul. So Jordan Pope, very talented ball-handling freshman. Able to draw a foul there after getting free, and that probably would have been a two points if had he not fouled him. Fourth team foul in Arizona. Yeah, we're already seeing Pope being a huge presence for the Beavers, really taking the ball down the court, of course, looking for those passes and finding those opportunities. So Michael Retai, 6'9", freshman from Augsburg, Germany, checking in. Taylor inbounds it to Tyler Bilodeau. Bilodeau trying to go down low with a mismatch with Courtney Ramey, and he lays it in over the much smaller Courtney Ramey. Well done for the Beavers there. One of the rare times in this game, the Beavers will have the height advantage on a matchup. 19-7, pardon me, 17-9, Arizona leads. And now here's Kylan Boswell, gets Jordan Pope in the air to fly by, has a wide open three, no good front iron, tipped out. Jordan Pope going for the rebound. Courtney Ramey grabs it instead, gets it back up to Boswell, thought about another three, now he's gonna get it down low to Azolas. Tubelis being guarded by Tyler Bilodeau, puts it up and one with the reverse. Count it, and a foul for Azolas. Tubelis fouled by Bilodeau. Can see why he's a projected draft pick. I mean, Tubelis, he's currently three for three going for those field goals. He's an absolute threat. And two for two on the free throw line thus far. He's going to be looking for another pair. As Tubelis gets set for his first free throw, I'll talk a little more about him. So it's not often you see a guy who's, and he misses the free throw, rebound by Tyler Billado. Not often you see a guy who's 6'11 and has the skills of a point guard. So very good player, averaging 21 points a game this season, 20.6 to be exact. Glenn Taylor Jr. gets it out to Tyler Bilodeau, swings it out to Nick Krauss, working off a screen from Bilodeau. Bilodeau, instead of giving the return pass, gonna shoot it, and that uh, was not close. Rebound to Arizona, Kylan Boswell coming back the other way. Michael Retai coming back in transition to Bellis. No look pass to Will Anderson. It's a mismatch blocked by Nick Krauss. Oh my goodness, giving up eight inches with the block. Here comes Jordan Pope. Glenn Taylor Jr. hasn't done a lot today, trying to draw the defenders in, gets it out to a wide open Tyler Bilodeau. He can set it, shoot for three, and he cans it. Much needed for the Beavers, 19 to 12. Beavers cut it to seven, 11.50 to play in the first half. Here comes Arizona the other way. I mean, you hear the crowd absolutely love that. That was a crucial three to knock down. Crowd definitely energized here, playing the number nine team in the country. Boswell working off a screen, gets it outside the arc to Henderson Jr. Now return to Boswell, who's wide open. Kraft's trying to get in his face, maybe disrupted the shots, it's no good. And uh, Bilodeau doing a little everything, grabs the miss. Here comes Glenn Taylor Jr., a very aggressive drive, and he draws the foul. Wayne Tinkle 
and giving some encouragement to his team. He's clapping right now. He knows that there's a bit of a talent mismatch here, but he likes how his young team is playing. As of right now, keeping it close. I mean, going against an absolute mammoth like the Arizona Wildcats to keep it this close with a team this young, still looking to get more and more minutes accumulated throughout their season, they're doing very well for themselves. So speaking of the Arizona Wildcats, so coming in to this season, it's UCLA and Arizona preseason top tens. Both are now are still currently in the top 10. I believe UCLA is 10 right now in Arizona, of course, ninth. To go through their season a little bit, they started off quite well. They took down number 17, San Diego State, 87 to 70 in the pre-conference uh, pre time. They beat number 14, Indiana, 89 to 75. Listen to this, they beat Cincinnati 101 to 93. That might be one of the highest scoring college basketball games I've ever heard of. I mean, their offense was working that game, but giving up 93 points, you gotta think that maybe this is a team that you can score some points against. Maybe that's wishful thinking. Yeah, that just sounds like a heck of a lot of offense both ways, but it's really incredible to see a scoreline like that. The biggest win that Arizona has had, arguably, was when they took down number six Tennessee 75 to 70. The Tennessee has been a good program the last few years. If you remember, the Beavers met them in the first round of the NCAA tournament a couple of years ago. The Beavers won that game by double digits uh, en route to their Elite Eight run. Big win for the Beavers. Number, but number six, Tennessee, defeated by Arizona 75 to 70. But then the following week, they lost at Utah 81 to 66. It's a tough place to play with the, the altitude there. It really is, but I mean, it's incredible to see how this program has done it. Of course, OSU putting a stop to it. It's it's really going to be interesting to see how the Beavers progress here through the back half of this first half. And, the, and, that, and you said you said it, Brad. Uh, if you if you look at how the Beavers are trying to progress, you know they started off this year, they had an encouraging loss to number eight Duke because they only lost by three. After that, things fell apart a little bit, and they lost to PSU, Portland State University, by double digits. They lost to Portland State twice in a span of nine days. Both times by double digits, that was obviously pretty disheartening for Oregon State. They did bounce back a little bit though with a win over the UW Huskies and then a one point loss at USC. Was an encouraging sign as the Beavers ready to inbound it, trailing 19 to 12. Arizona playing tough inbound defense and it's stolen by Kirk Christoph. Wayne Tinkle not happy with that. He's gonna do a wide open long two off the pump fake, drills it and that's a two. 21 to 12. Arizona extends their lead, and you can't have those bad passes on the inbounds. Yeah, just we, we talked about how we need Oregon State to play very efficient if they want to take down a team of this caliber and having those little mistakes with an inbound pass to force a turnover. Beavers have struggled all year trying to inbound the basketball. Tyler Bildo, who's been doing everything, has it up front. Dexter Cano thought about a three. Cano trying to work off a screen. Elmar Ballo's waiting for him. He draws the defense in, puts up an awfully tough shot, and he gets... The foul called on Omar Ballo, who's not too happy with the call. 6'5 versus 7 foot. It's, it's a tough matchup, but uh, he gets to the line, but I don't think the Beavers can rely on a lot of points there. Yeah, they're, they're trying to get there as much as they can. We've seen a lot of drive from, you know, not the tallest players on the court, but they're really trying to force themselves to get as many free opportunities as they can. And takes advantage of that free opportunity, hits the front end of a set of two free throws. 21 to 13, the Cats lead the Beavers. 10.58 left to play in the first half. Second free throw from Dexter Acano is up and good. Beavers four for four at the charity stripe so far. 21-14, that's a basketball score, not a football score. 21-14 right now, 10.50 to play in the first half. 
New man in the game for Arizona. I'll get um, details in a minute. He's got it up top driving on two Beaver defenders, and he walked. Travel is called. That is number two, Adama Ball, six foot seven guard, tall guard uh, from France. And of course, this is going to give OSU a turnover. Of course, this is what they really need to capitalize as well as those free throws. Any opportunity they get where the Wildcats don't put some points on the board, that's where they need to jump in and do some of their own. Bilodeau down low, guarded by Bala. Almost traveled, puts it up, can't get the roll. I think he was lucky to get away with him, doesn't go down anyways. Now Kirk Reese has got it. Arizona, so dangerous in transition. Pella Larson lets a three go, and he sinks it. 24-14, oh, that was pretty. Yeah, shooting four for ten from long range. The Wildcats putting up more and more points that way. Of course, getting half their points this game from that three-point line. Jordan Pope gets a download of Michael Retai. Retai kicks it out to Nick Crass. Crass going to try and drive on ball. And now Retai uh, draws a foul. I thought they were going to get him for a walk, but that's the seventh team foul in Arizona. And um, that's going to put him in the bonus. I mean, we talked about it through the first 10 minutes, how the Wildcats need to minimize those fouls. Here we are, 17 fouls later. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we have a pretty big development of the game. Casey Abekwe checking into the game for the Beavers, and the reason that's so significant is because he has not played a lot of minutes this year. He's a true freshman from Canada, and I think the Beavers are putting him in because he is a he's a big, strong center, six foot 10, 280. So. I think the Beavers know they need to do something as the front end of the one and one is missed. That's a missed opportunity there. Here comes Arizona, but the Beavers need, know they need to try something to try and match Arizona's height. So here's Casey Abekwe. Down low, Pella Larson, Cedric Henderson, Jr., no good. Rebound, Glenn Taylor, Jr. That was a three attempt by Henderson, Jr. Arizona's getting good looks. Glenn Taylor, Jr. trying to dry on ball, drive on ball, and now he gets a down low to Casey Abekwe. Abekwe walked, called for the travel and the turnover back to the Cats. Yeah, that was a pretty good call by the official. You saw Beckway just take one step back as he was trying to back into that dribble. Official caught it. Very turnover. tough to try and post up Umar Bala at seven feet tall. And there's a floater no good. You could tell Bala wanted to grab that one but would have been called for basket interference, so he had to leave it alone. And the Beavers come back with it the other way. Dexter Cano out to Glenn Taylor Jr. outside the arc trying to post up Casey Abekwe. He's going to drive, draws the defense in. Wide open for three is Michael Retai. No good. And that's a loose ball foul on Arizona. And that is going to send uh, Casey Abekwe to the free throw line. Um, so Abekwe, a little bit about him. He averaged 33 points and eight blocks a game his senior year of high school. Absolutely dominant. So talented player, however, he's not good from the free throw line. Shot under 50% in high school from the charity stripe. So if the he didn't get one or two, I think the Beavers would be happy with that. Abekwe's first free throw attempt way off and rebound to Arizona. Omar Ballo grabs the miss. Kirk Creesa out to Cedric Henderson Jr. Gets Glenn Taylor Jr. to drive by. Now there's a pass inside to Ballo. Abekwe with the block. He averaged eight a game in high school, but then he couldn't come away with the ball. So there's one block already this game for Abekwe. Here is uh, Rami for three, cans it. 13-point lead for Arizona. I mean, they're really relying on that three-point line, and you can't really blame them right now. Putting up five. Meanwhile, the Beavers have only put up two from far. And that's another foul called on the Arizona Wildcats. They are racking them up. This one is on Pella Larson, transfer from Utah. And to the line, that is going to set. So still one and one because this is the ninth-team foul. 
It'll be Michael Retai at the foul line. I mean, that's nine team fouls in under 12 minutes of play. That is a lot racking up in Arizona. You know, if they put up one more, that's where it really gets dangerous for them. I'm a little surprised it's Arizona committing all the fouls considering they have the size advantage. You'd expect maybe it'd be the other way around. They've got nine fouls. The Beavers have five team fouls right now. So Michael Retai shooting one and one free throws, and he hits the first. That's a big made free throw. The Beavers do lead the Pac-12 in free throw shooting percentage. And they're going to be looking to rely on that here, of course. Going to be looking to take as many opportunities to kind of dwindle this lead down as much as and they the can. the second free throw did not look good, but Beckwe grabs the miss, and Beckwe gets blocked, goes back up with it. He traveled with the basketball. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the second travel. I mean, he was just looking to escape, toss that one out to a teammate, wasn't able to find and, anyone. Uh, I can't help but chuckle a little bit there because it was a pretty obvious travel. Uh, tried to spin away to get out of trouble. He was being guarded by three defenders. And now Ebekwi is going to sit down. He did get an impressive block. So here's Kirk Kreisa, 27 to 15 lead for Arizona. Kreisa's got it being guarded by Akano. Here's Cedric Henderson outside the three-point line. Glenn Taylor Jr. is going to guard him. Now Reedney guarding Azolas Tubelis. Kerr's being double teamed. The Give-and-go pass was disrupted by Tyler Bilodeau blocking it away. Tubelis couldn't get it to go. Rebound to Tyler Bilodeau. Here comes Jordan Pope. Gets it out to Dexter Akano. Thought about pulling the trigger. Going to drive. Hangs in the air. Blocked by Omar Bala. That wasn't a great idea by Akano. Now here comes Arizona. Cedric Henderson Jr. trying to keep it. And stolen by Tyler Bilodeau doing everything. Here comes Jordan Pope the other way. Trying to drive on Kirk Carissa. Lays it up. That's goaltending. That is goaltending. And that'll count the basket. So Jordan Pope gets a needed two for the Beavers, cut the lead to 10. I mean, we've seen Popey absolutely explosive here tonight. Leading right now, of course, just behind Bilodeau in points. Bilodeau, as you mentioned, he's doing quite literally almost everything. I mean, leading in points for the Beavers at nine and leading in rebounds at four. And uh, in addition to Jordan Pope, who just stormed right down the court there after the steal from Bilodeau. Want to talk about the good hands from Tyler Bilodeau. Want to get some stats on him right now if we can. Bilodeau has nine points, four rebounds, and an assist. So he's doing a lot for this Oregon State team. True freshman from Kennewick, Washington. He kind of made that play happen. Well, of course, incredible drive by Jordan Pope, but I just want to give credit where credit's due there to Tyler Bilodeau. He's hustling. He's obviously very well conditioned playing both sides of the floor very aggressively. Yeah, I mean, Bilodeau, of course, leading in points. He's going to be looking to care. You know, he's having over half the Beavers' current points with nine out of those 17. Pope, of course, putting up five. We've seen two from Akano. He's been doing well down low, but not, hasn't had a lot of opportunities. So the Beavers, while it's not a single-digit game right now, they are, in fact, trying to stick around a little bit. There's seven minutes, 55 seconds left to play in the first half, and this is a game, if you're Oregon State, you know, you don't have Chol Mariel, who's standing in the huddle right there. Gonna be tough with all this, the height difference, is not having Chol, and so if you're the Beavers, you wanna win any game. This is not one that you're gonna be kicking yourselves over, welcoming the number nine Arizona Wildcats. I think Tinkle, more than anything, wants to see a lot of fight from his very young team. Yeah, he wants them to get the experience against a tougher team like this and really do what they know they can, which is knock down those shots, knock down those free throws, play as efficiently as they can, take advantage of those opportunities when they present themselves, and they can try and cut down this lead. Beavers have scored the last three points in this contest. Arizona, as I've said, 
was a little bit vulnerable last week, losing in Tucson to the Washington State Cougars. And I think they're seeing this as a big bounce back opportunity. And they're going to give Oregon State, they, as they have been, everything they got tonight. This is not just another game for Arizona. That was a wake up call losing to Washington State, and they're showing it tonight. Yeah, they're going to be looking to add on as many. They want to make a statement here as they continue on, of course, leading pretty confidently through the first half. But I'm expecting them to try and tack on as many points before the half. So. Jaden Stevens, another Washingtonian coming onto the floor from Oregon State. True freshman from Spokane, attended Gonzaga Prep High School. Hasn't seen a lot of minutes this year, but Tinkle knows he's gonna go, need to go just about everyone on his bench to get through this long game against a very good team. Kirk Kreese has got it, gets it out to Azolas Tubelis being guarded by Dimitri Reedney. Cedric Henderson Jr. works around a screen from Azolas Tubelis. Reedney goes to guard Henderson Jr. Here's Kirk Kreese getting the handoff, a give and go to Omar Ballo, dunks it, and he's fouled by Tyler Bilodeau. And one jam for Umar Ballo. I mean, we know Ballo's a big guy, but that's a big play that everyone's expecting from him. You know, you didn't hear the crowd like it, but I'm sure the Arizona bench loved it. Check, uh, check that. That foul is on Dimitri Reedney, not Tyler Bilodeau. Foul on Dimitri Reedney. Six-team foul for the Beavers. So next time Arizona gets fouled, they'll be shooting one-on-one -one free throws as Umar Ballo completes the three-point play. Arizona extends their lead back out to 13 points. Jordan Pope has it up the, coming up the court for the Beavers. Gives it off on a bounce pass to Glenn Taylor Jr. Finds Bilodeau. Bilodeau chest pass out to Jaden Stevens, his first touch of the game. Now here's Jordan Pope working off a screen from Reedney. Pump fakes and good hands by Azolas Tubelis. Tries to steal the ball. Reedney able to come away with it. Now he's got some room. Taylor Jr., Jaden Stevens, pressure defense. Not going to go down. Azolas Tubelis grabs the miss for Arizona. Kerr Carissa gives it off to Courtney Ramey. Azolas Tubelis out to Kerr. Kerr Carissa being guarded by the taller Glenn Taylor Jr. Here's Courtney Ramey going right around the edge, and that's a bad pass. Tyler Bilodeau grabs it. Another steal for him. Gets it out to Jordan Pope. Ramey trying to come back in transition. Defense, Glenn Taylor Jr. now. Thought about pulling the trigger on a three. Not going to do it. One-on-one, -on -one, him versus Kirk Krissa. Glenn Taylor Jr. out to Reedney. Pump fakes. Now he's going to try a three. No good. Tyler Bilodeau trying to get it. And it's out of bounds to the Cats. So pretty good effort right there. But Beavers couldn't come with any points. I mean, we're seeing Bilodeau working on every inch of this court. Offense, defense, looking for as many rebounds as he can. Of course, still leading the Beavers with rebounds. He's currently got four. He's going to be looking for even more as time progresses. And it's a, he's a true freshman, Bilodeau is, who didn't see a lot of minutes early on, started playing a little more, and now he's more than just a regular. He's, he, I don't think he's been off the court much tonight so far. Dish down low to Azolas Tubelis, who makes the slam. Wayne Tinkle couldn't call timeout fast enough after that. I mean, another huge jam coming from the Wildcats. That's got to hurt the pride of the Beavers bench, as now they are down by 15. And we, we do see the energy shifting a little bit here. Inside of Gill Coliseum, it has gotten uh, rather quiet, except for the group of Arizona fans right behind their bench. The Beavers, they've gone to... Um, Quite a few players so far in this game. I'm not sure entirely how many they've used total, but uh, I think the Beavers definitely are using a lot of guys on that bench. They're going to need everyone. Yeah, they're going to be looking to try and add on. They've already used six can. subs. <laughs> yeah. 
We've already been seeing a lot of the roster on the court, of course, really trying to find any strategy they can to break down Arizona, but right now it just hasn't quite been working. And you uh, think about this Arizona team, you know, you got one team, Oregon State, very young team, trying to bounce back from a tough year. And then you have the other team, the Arizona Wildcats, who are thinking Final Four or bust. So two programs in a different position right now, but the Beavers trying to hang and the music needs to be killed. It finally is as Jordan Pope <laughs> takes the inbounds pass. Pope being guarded by, um, get that, uh, Kylan Boswell. Now here's Glenn Taylor Jr. trying to spin on Courtney Rami. Glenn Taylor drives on Ramey, now gets it outside of Jordan Pope. Good defense from Pella Larson. Pope has absolutely nowhere to go. Throws it away right into the hands of Courtney Rami. Rami, transition defense, gets it out to Killin, Kylan Boswell. Bounce pass to Azolas Tubelis, being guided, guarded by Michael Retire. Down low to Ballo. He's blocked by Tyler Bilodeau, doing a little bit of everything. Here comes Glenn Taylor Jr. the other way. Taylor gets it out to Jaden Stevens. Jaden Stevens gets to Bilodeau. Reedy's going to try a very deep three. It's an air ball <laughs> right into the hands of Pella Larson. Yeah. Arizona crowd letting him know that he airballed that one. <laughs> yeah, you could hear the crowd really do. And uh, driving on Bilodeau and scoring is Azolas Tubelis. Two easy points for Arizona. Wayne Tinkle not looking like a happy camper right now. Yeah, Tubelis currently leading the Wildcats in points. He's got 13 right now, and he, it doesn't look like he's going to slow down in the paint anytime soon. That pass was tapped away out of bounds back to the Beavers. Checking in for the Arizona Wildcats is Henry Vesar. Seven foot forward from Estonia, so two Estonians on this Wildcat team. Seven footer, has seen a decent amount of action this year. Here out comes Jaden Stevens for the Beavers. In comes Dexter Akana. Inbounding it is Glenn Taylor Jr. Gets it into Jordan Pope, working off a screen from Michael Retai. Now he's gonna try and go around Vesar. Gets it out, almost stolen to Dimitri Reedney up top. Glenn Taylor Jr. almost walked, pump fakes a three, tries to draw a foul, his shot won't go, rebound. Three blue shirts there to grab it. Tubelis grabs it. Gets out to Kylan Boswell. Boswell out to Courtney Ramey. Ramey back to Kylan Boswell up top, working around a screen from Tubelis, guarded by Jordan Pope. Throws out to Courtney Ramey. He's no, not, not going to hesitate. He fires a three, and he cans it. Arizona up by 20. They are putting on a clinic here in the first half. I mean, they just seem to keep adding on that six three-pointers, of course, from range. A 50% field goal percentage. Meanwhile, Oregon State sitting at 25%. Jordan Pope has it for the Beavers, gets it out to Okano being guarded by Pella Larson. Reedney asking for a post up on Boswell, not going to get it. Michael Ortai gets it back out to Jordan Pope. Just five seconds to shoot. Pope drives, doesn't have a lot of options here, puts it up and somehow draws a foul. He was in between a couple of very tall Arizona Wildcats and uh, was, able, was able to get to the free throw line. But if you're the Beavers right now, you want to probably slow the game down, just try to limit the bleeding right now. I mean, that does activate the double bonus there, so the Beavers are going to be looking to take advantage of that. I mean, we talked about how they're going to be looking to create those drives and really just get themselves to that free throw line to try and pick up some easier points, and Pope seems to be the guy who's doing it. Jordan Pope, true freshman from Oakley, California, drills the first free throw. Beavers' first points in a few minutes cuts the lead to 19. Pope. Averaging 12.3 points a game, 
3.6 boards and almost three assists a game, so contributing heavily. He has fallen off a little bit in the last few games, trying to get back on track. Misses the second free throw. Rebound, Dimitri Reedney. Back out to Jordan Pope. Now Glenn Taylor Jr. can set his feet, fire a three. No good. Michael Rattai on the glass. Can't get it to go, and Tubelis grabs the miss. That was a tough missed opportunity for the Beavers. Good aggression on the boards from Rattai. Boswell has it for Arizona. Cats lead 37-18, three minutes, 57 seconds to play first half. Ramey gets it out to Kylan, Kylan Boswell. Boswell uh, walked to the basketball. Pardon me, that's three in the key. Do not see that too often. That is going to bring us to a timeout on the floor. And Oregon State kept under 20 points with three minutes and 52 seconds left to play in this first half. As I was saying before the last time out, with Arizona, this is a team, although they have a, so they got a second year head coach, but when you have guys like Tubelis, you have some newcomers like Ramey, you got Omar Balo returning. I think that the Cats have high aspirations for this season. They want to win the Pac-12. Yeah, they're going to be looking to take it all the way this season. And with how they're doing thus far, they're looking on track to do so. Of course, as you mentioned, 14 and two, and they're gonna be looking to make it 15 and two after tonight. So the Beavers, they have been, they have had some injuries, for example, besides Cholmariel, who's been out the, the last seven games, Justin Rochelin, freshman guard, and Christian Wright, both did not make their season debuts until a couple of weeks ago, and neither one has actually checked into the contest tonight. So a couple of could be pretty big players just making their first appearances recently. And I think that can kind of throw off some of the chemistry and everything for an already quite young team. Justin Rochelin is a 6'5 guard freshman from California. Christian Wright is a sophomore transferring from the Georgia Bulldogs playing their last year. So the Beavers going deep into their bench. Yeah, and I mean, with a team like Arizona, they have to. I believe Oregon State's last win over Arizona was actually this exact day, January 12th, three years ago. That was back here at home in Gill Coliseum. They were able to take it 82 to 65, but with how the scoreline's looking right now, it doesn't seem like that's gonna repeat. Definitely doesn't, and the, the Beavers haven't been a great team try, digging out of holes, I mean, what, te what team really is. But these next few minutes are going to be pretty big. It doesn't get any easier because next up, they're playing the Arizona State Sun Devils at home on Saturday. Arizona State is Arizona State is 14 and three, and just one in Eugene, 90 to 73. So Arizona State, a quite good basketball team, actually surprised they are not ranked. After that, the Beavers are hitting the road to the Bay Area to take on Stanford and Cal the following week, those definitely more winnable games. Stanford sits at five and 10, the Cal Golden Bears three and 14. But this road trip, I mean, this homestand the Beavers are focusing on right now, they gotta find some life here. And Akano almost travels the ball off the inbounds. Uh, I don't know if he slipped or what. Akano is taking it against Courtney Ramey. Glenn Taylor Jr. has it, gets it out to Jordan Pope. Gonna pull the trigger for the first time tonight on a three, long rebound Courtney Ramey. Those are the ones the Beavers have to hit. 
Yeah, we talked about playing efficient, taking advantage of opportunities. There they have to start knocking Boswell those travels down. back to the Beavers. Yeah, we, we saw Boswell get a little bit wrapped up there. Didn't really know what to do. Tried to dish it away. Took one step too far. Turnover back to the Beavers. Three minutes, 30 seconds left to play in the first half. Glenn Taylor Jr. has it for Oregon State. Beavers trailing by 19. Michael Rattai has it against Azolas Tubelis. Gets it out to Jordan Pope up top. Now Rodrigue Andela in for the first time tonight. He's been battling an injury all year. Andela trying to drive, and Andela puts it up. A little good look. Just unlucky there as it falls off. Arizona grabs the miss. Pardon me. Andela did start the game, but he has not played a lot of minutes today. There's down low to Azolas Tubelis working through two Beavers. Gets it up over Rodrigue Andela. Biggest lead of the night for the Cats at 21. And I mean, Tubelas continues to be the guy that the Wildcats look for. Now sitting at 15 points total for tonight. And he's just gonna be trying to add on. Michael Rattai out to Pope. Pope gets it down low to Rodrigue Andela working on Ballo. Good body control from Andela. Able to get Ballo off balance. Here's Jordan Pope, kicks it out to Dexter Acano. Open three-pointer, not close. Rebound down low, it's a loose ball foul on Oregon State. Back to the Wildcats with two minutes, 30 seconds to play in the first half. I mean, we talked about how the Beavers need to knock down those threes, and that they do. I believe they're currently shooting at 14% from range. They are two for 14, haven't been able to knock down enough. So with the loose ball foul, that is going to send Arizona to the line for one and one free throws. The Beavers have committed seven fouls. So Umar Ballo at the line the Cats shooting one and one. Sets himself, takes a few dribbles. Front end, way short, rebound, Glenn Taylor Jr. Beavers get a break there. So here comes Taylor Jr. the other way for Oregon State. Glenn Taylor Jr. trying to work around his screen and now he was looking to get it down low to retire. Option closes out. 18 to shoot. Wouldn't take the screen from Bilodeau, now gets it out to Tyler Bilodeau, who's been the do-it-all guy for the Beavers so far today. Here's Michael Retai. Gets it out to Glenn Taylor Jr. Back to Tyler Bilodeau, why not? He's gonna try a three and it's uh, not close, but he was fouled in the process by Umar Ballow. Closed out too late. And the Beavers catch a break there because that was not a good looking shot. Yeah, I that one was aired out way under the hoop, but Ballow and the Arizona bench can't seem to believe that foul, but the officials stick with it. So Bilodeau will be shooting three free throws. Beavers have been pretty good from the stripe tonight. They've missed just one. First of three from Tyler Bilodeau is good. 20-point game, two minutes and three seconds left to play in the first half here in Corvallis. Nick Crass is about to check in for the Beavers. Kirk Creaso with a couple fouls is going to check back in for the Cats, as well as Cedric Henderson, Jr. Trying to... Keep cutting into that lead. Beautiful stroke on the second free throw from Bilodeau. 39 to 20 with one more free throw coming. Akano is coming out for Nick Crass, the freshman from Mississippi. I mean, we've talked a lot about efficiency tonight, and Bilodeau has been the guy to do it. Currently four for four from that free throw line, taking advantage of those opportunities, and he'll hit his fifth. That's five in a row from the line. He's doing work. Well, Bilodeau's certainly playing his part in a half that otherwise hasn't gone too well for the Beavers. He hits all three foul shots. 39 to 21, Arizona leads. A sub two minutes to play, first half. Here's a kick out to Rami. Now wide open, the ball's gonna launch a three, and he buries it. 
42-21, Arizona answering just like that. Here comes Jordan Pope for Oregon State, minute 40 to play, first half. Michael Retai out to Tyler Billadeau. Billadeau gets a, uh, or Pope gets a screen from Retai, and now Pope has it. Billadeau, I mean, Pope kicks it out to Glenn Taylor Jr. after driving, almost travels. Here's a tough fadeaway three from Pope, and he buries it. That was a pretty looking shot. Just the third made three for the Beavers. I mean, we've talked about how Pope has been responding as well, finding some opportunities, and with that three, he knocks down another well-needed three points. Here's Henderson Jr. out to Kirkrisa. Kirkrisa up top being guarded by the much taller Michael Retai. Here comes a screen from Tubelis. Now he's going to peel off, try to go pick and roll. Beavers read it well. Now Cedric Henderson Jr., very tough shot over Glenn Taylor Jr. Oh, my goodness. Got to give him credit there. That was a very well <laughs> good body control, great shot. 44-24. to 24. Arizona back up by 20. Pope gets it to Michael Retai. Michael Retai working on Cedric Henderson Jr. Now Retai's going to drive, took two steps, and does not get called for a travel. I, pardon me, he took two and a half steps, lays it up and in. Beavers needed that. 35 seconds for the Beavers, so Oregon State will now officially get the last shot of the half. 28 um, on the clock, 15 to shoot for Arizona. Kerr being guarded by Crass. Kerr's going to get a screen from Tubelis. Bilodeau's there for help, but Arizona got some separation. Kerr's three, no good, and Tinkle should be telling Glenn Taylor Jr. to slow it down as he gets the miss, and he is, telling him just that. Doesn't want to give Arizona another opportunity. There's seven seconds left in the half. Going to get a screen. Bowles guarding him. That's almost a foul. Beavers almost throw it away. And Michael Retai has to put up a three. Very tough shot, and it's almost in. Retai with a heck of an effort there, and uh, Tinkle motioning his team to the locker room as... His Beavers are behind 44 to 26 at the break. Arizona show them why they're ranked in the top 10. I mean, yeah, they've been playing very, very well. Of course, field goal percentage sitting at 53, a very good ratio with how many attempts they've gotten thus far. A total of 32 shots, been able to sink so many of those. And of course, looking for more on out. And it's really interesting when we look at the stats, Ben, it's actually, the mountain we've been talking about, it. it's hard to imagine, but Oregon State actually has more three-point attempts than the Wildcats. They are currently sitting at 16. Meanwhile, Arizona is sitting at 15. They've just been knocking them down left, right, and center. You know, when it, the, uh, one of the, the assumptions is that, is that when a team has a big height advantage like Arizona does, is that they're gonna dominate in the paint. That can be true, as we've seen a little bit with Tubelis and Ballo down low. But what it also does is it forces the opposing team to pay so much attention down low. And when you pay attention down low, you leave shooters open for three. And I think that's a little bit of what we're seeing. They use guys like Tubelis, Ballo, Anderson to, to draw the Beavers into the paint to force them to double or even triple those guys. And then when they get down low or tripled, they can just kick it out to an open three-point shooter. Arizona has no shortage of sharpshooters. I mean, Ballo, he hasn't done a ton in scoring-wise. He's only put up three points as of right now, one for four on his field goals, put up a free throw as well. But his rebounds is what is leading Arizona right now. He's got a total of six. Meanwhile, as you mentioned, Tubelis, he's been the player to look for down low all over with 15 points. He's six for seven. He's playing very, very efficient. Show me the box score from, uh, for Oregon State. We'll get some stats on on the Beavers. And so right now, leading the Beavers in points,
Tyler Bilodeau, a little doing a little bit of everything, and he almost leads them in rebounds too. That title goes to Glenn Taylor. Five rebounds, all defensive rebounds. Taylor also has a couple of assists, despite not having any points. And uh, the last game the Beavers played was in Boulder. They lost 62 to 42. So despite playing some pretty, uh, pretty solid defense on the road, held to just 42 points a season low. And now we see it kind of carrying over just 26 points in this first half on track uh, for just uh, 56 points in this game, which is better than 42. But Oregon State's offense, it's, it's it hasn't been easy going the last few games. Yeah, and I'm expecting Arizona to play a bit more carefully. As we also saw in that first half, we saw a lot of early fouls from the Wildcats. Oregon State was able to capitalize, sink some free throws because of those bonuses, but I'm expecting Arizona to try and be a little bit more careful, and if they take away those free throw opportunities, it's gonna be even harder for the Beavers to put up points. So let's count just how many players Oregon State's used. Seven, eight, nine, so 10 players used from Oregon State, I believe, 12 or 13 are on the roster. So the Beavers not leaving a whole lot of empty seats on the bench. Trying to dig down and going off what we are just talking about. So the Beavers, it's very tough the road trip when you go to, to Utah and Colorado. You know that the elevation, it makes a difference for anyone no matter what sport it is. It's tougher to breathe there. You know, if you're not conditioned to it like the home teams are, it's a natural disadvantage. So it's a tough place to play. The Beavers were able to hang with Utah for quite a while. They were down by just five at one point in the second half before the Utes were able to pull away. The Utes are a good team. They beat Arizona by double digits, if that tells you something. But Oregon State, it's not the end of the world starting off one and four, but you, they gotta find ways to respond. And right now, with their offense, it just doesn't seem like, it just doesn't seem like Oregon State is responding the way Tinkle would have wanted his team to tonight. But that's being worked out in the locker room. 44-26, Arizona leads Oregon State at the half. About 11 minutes before we start the second half. Don't go anywhere, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back on KBVRFM. Interested in getting paid to create lifestyle journalism? Beaver's Digest is a student lifestyle magazine that elevates voices and shares stories about the events businesses, and people that impact the OSU and Corvallis communities. To get involved, send us a message on our Instagram, at Beavers Digest, or visit us on the fourth floor of the Student Experience Center on the Oregon State campus. If you're a student, you know that textbooks are expensive. That's why the Human Services Resource Center is giving OSU students an accessible way to borrow and donate textbooks directly from the HSRC here on campus. OSU students can check out a textbook for free for a whole term. Choose from a library of current textbooks or contact the HSRC to learn more about requesting a specific textbook. For more information on textbook lending or other student resources, don't hesitate to visit the HSRC at Champanefu Lodge, 1030 Southwest Madison Avenue, here in Corvallis. Or visit the HSRC website at studentlife.oregonstate.edu slash HSRC. Again, that's studentlife.oregonstate.edu slash HSRC. Everyone deserves access to the learning tools they need, and the HSRC is here to help. After a long day of work, I don't want elevator music. I want to hear something loud. Too slow. 
Nah, too soft. Now that's more like it. KBVR Rock Radio, 5 to 7 a.m., 3 to 5 p.m. Nobody rocks harder. The Really Really Free Market is a mutual aid community event that is putting a focus on decommodifying resources people need to survive. Clothing, food, hygiene products, and more are available. Find them at the SEC Plaza on the OSU campus Fridays from noon to 4 p.m. to donate or receive items. You do not need to donate to receive essential goods. To learn more, visit their Instagram at RRFM Corvallis. Hey Beavers, do you ever feel like not walking to class or work or anywhere on the Oregon State campus? The Beaver Bus is a free on-campus transportation service that runs Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and operates on several routes throughout the year. To find out more information, visit transportation.oregonstate.edu. That's transportation.oregonstate.edu. Happy riding! Hey, this is DJ Bingo Mama. This is DJ Dolomite. This is DJ KW Slider. Take it from us, being a DJ at KBVR is all it's cracked up to be. And with no prior experience required, you're closer than you've ever been to hearing your voice and your music on the air. We provide OSU students with the tools and training to get their unique voices and personalities on the airwaves. If you're interested in becoming a DJ with KBVR, contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to learn more. Hi, I'm Naomi. I'm the editor-in-chief of Damn Chic Magazine. And I'm Shia, and I'm the assistant editor of Damn Chic Magazine. And we're back with OSU's Fashion Talk. Let's get into it. Well, first we have Sharon, striding to class in some classic gray sweatpants, wide-frame glasses, and, of course, an iced coffee. I love the look. Is that Eric? He's totally sporting basketball shorts and slides. That is Eric. Look at him go. What a classic and comfy pair. Whether you wear sweatpants or trousers to class, Damn Chic Chic has a place place for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all things style, follow us on your favorite social media, at Damn Chic Magazine. Stay chic. If you're struggling with academic success, Oregon State offers free academic coaching appointments for all OSU students. Unlike tutoring, academic coaching gives you the tools to better study and retain information in your classes. Success coaches will help you lock in your academic goals and develop strategies for you to achieve them. To make an appointment with an academic coach, email success at oregonstate.edu. That's success at oregonstate.edu. You aren't the only one struggling, and academic coaches are here to help. And welcome back inside of Gill Coliseum. We're at halftime right now between the Beavers and the ninth-ranked Arizona Wildcats. Arizona leads 44-26, to 26, an eight-point lead over the home Beavers. And, uh, Brad, I think one thing that's going to be interesting to see is if the Beavers can just get some momentum at the start of this half because right now it's a home game. The crowd's pretty out of it. Yeah, it has seemed quite after we saw that lead build. Of course, the biggest lead coming from Arizona was a 21-point gap with three minutes left to play in that first half. Ever since we kind of saw that double-digit deficit, you know, start existing, we've seen the crowd be kind of quiet, and I'm expecting them to want to get right back into it, but it's really up to the players of Oregon State. I mean, we've seen Bilodeau doing his thing. He's been working all around the clock. We've seen Pope have some good looks as well, but it's been pretty quiet from the rest of the roster. I think, I think Brad, that one of the most important things to look out for in the second half 
is just can the Beavers, the first few minutes, are they going to cut it? Is it going to stay the same? Are they going to cut into the lead? Or are they going to fall into an even bigger hole? Because if, if it's the latter, then they're not going to have much of a chance in this game if you get down 24, 25, 30 at the start of the second half. There's still 20 minutes of basketball to be played, but the Beavers have to come out the right way. If they can get it down to 10 with, say, 10 minutes left, I think they'd be looking like they've got a chance. But I think it's going to be really important for the Beavers to come out. They can't be coming out, turning the ball over, not being able to inbound it, uh, committing loose ball fouls. they got to be sharp, and they don't have a lot of room for error against a very good team. And I think one of the biggest things for the Beavers right now, clear their mind. Of course, we know they're on a three-game losing streak. We know the, the first half of this game hasn't gone too well for them. They really just needed to take a breath, reset, figure out what's been working against the Wildcats, and really push those areas to the max, find those opportunities, and really try and whittle down this number nine ranked team. So for Oregon State, to give a little uh, quick um, story here. Casey Ebequi, who we haven't seen in a while, he played for just over a minute, had a block and a missed free throw for Oregon State. Was reading about him recently. Ebequi is a 6'10", 275-pound true freshman from Canada, and his story is kind of a, an interesting one. So he was a soccer goalie for most of his life at 6'10". Um, his freshman year of high school, he walked into class and it just so happened that his teacher of that class was also the head basketball coach at high school. Just, you know, just kind of every basketball coach's dream. You walk into your classroom, there's this 6'10 kid. And so he immediately talked to him, immediately convinced him to join the team. And he was a natural right away, definitely helped with his size, but also very good, you know, good ball skills, good with his body. And the Beckwee, he hasn't played a whole lot this season. But again, averaging 33 points a game with nine blocks a game his senior season. I think that he could be big for this program, even if it's not going to be this season with him uh, getting limited minutes. I mean, there's a lot of potential, and it's a, I mean, it's a great thing. His high school basketball coach spotted it his very first day, and of course, the Beavers program spotting it as well. And I'm expecting, as time progresses, obviously, still a lot of basketball to be played from him with this program, and I'm only expecting to get better and better. So we got three minutes before we head into the second half. 44-26 Cats lead the home Beavers. We are going to take another break. When we come back, we will be beginning the second half here in Gill Coliseum. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Beaver Basketball on KBVR. Hey, this is DJ Bingo Mama. This is DJ Dolomite. This is DJ KW Slider. Take it from us, being a DJ at KBVR is all it's cracked up to be. And with no prior experience required, you're closer than you've ever been to hearing your voice and your music on the air. We provide OSU students with the tools and training to get their unique voices and personalities on the airwaves. If you're interested in becoming a DJ with KBVR, contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to learn more. Want to get involved in public service announcements here at KBVR? We want people like you to share your diverse voices and perspectives on the airwaves. Whether you have an event to promote, a message for the public, or just something to say, don't hesitate to get involved. Students at OSU can be involved in any stage of the process, from writing to voice acting. No prior experience is required. For more information on how to get involved, don't hesitate to email the Productions Director at fm.productions at oregonstate.edu. If you're a student, you know that textbooks are expensive. That's why the Human Services Resource Center is giving OSU students an accessible way to borrow and donate textbooks directly from the HSRC here on campus. 
OSU students can check out a textbook for free for a whole term. Choose from a library of current textbooks or contact the HSRC to learn more about requesting a specific textbook. For more information on textbook lending or other student resources, don't hesitate to visit the HSRC at Champanefu Lodge, 1030 Southwest Madison Avenue, here in Corvallis. Or visit the HSRC website at studentlife.oregonstate.edu hsrc. Again, that's studentlife.oregonstate.edu hsrc. Everyone deserves access to the learning tools they need, and the HSRC is here to help. And welcome back inside of Gill Coliseum. We are 40 seconds out from starting the second half here in Corvallis. The uh, ninth-ranked Arizona Wildcats with a strong first half lead the Beavers 44 to 26 the break. And I think, Brad, what we're going to need to see is a quick start for the Beavers in the second half. Yeah, they're really going to be looking to put up points early. Once again, we were talking about it a little bit more during halftime that we want to see more of the roster start putting up points aside from Pope aside from Bilodeau, we're going to be looking to see more of those stars, more of those, more of that young talent that we've been talking so much about. We're looking to see them put up more points, expecting a little more work in the paint as well. But either way, with 26 points through the first half, they really need to put up some points early. And that's the big thing after the uh, loss to Colorado, where they're held to just 42 points off. You know, scoring, it's, it's obviously been a, a problem for the Beavers most of the season. Besides the Washington win and the one-point loss to SC, the Beaver offense hasn't really looked to be clicking as well. And tonight, uh, with a team like the Beavers that hangs their hat on defense, on track to give up nearly 90 points right now, so that's going to be another point of emphasis. But if Arizona gets those transition threes, it's over. Yeah, of course, we've seen so many of those big three-pointers come through for Arizona. Have put up a total of, I believe, 21 points from distance. Of course, 21 of their 44 total. So they're going to be looking to do even more from range. And Oregon State has to find out a way to stop it or at least minimize it. And the Beavers, because they lost the tip in the, in the first half, uh, possession remains with the Beavers. They'll inbound. They've had trouble inbounding, especially with Creesa guarding Pope. They do get in into Jordan Pope. Makes a head fake. Now he's going to drive on Creaser, who's a very aggressive defender. Tries to cause a lot of disruptions. Glenn Taylor Jr. uses a screen from Tyler Bilodeau. Drives inside the foul line. Puts up a tough shot. Couldn't get the finish. Here comes Arizona the other way. Pella Larson grabbed the miss. Kirk Creesa gets it down. Loaded to Bellis. Tipped away. Out of bounds. Bilodeau again. Causing trouble for Arizona. And it goes back to the Beavers. Yeah, it looked like that was off the hand of Tabellis. It did look like Bilodeau got in there. Made it difficult. And that's a good turnover. They're going to be looking to capitalize on it. 44-26, Arizona leads Oregon State. Jordan Pope, left-handed dribble, now working to the right, being guarded by Kerr Creesa, just behind the foul line. Now gets out to Dimitri Rini. No hesitation. Turns, shoots a three, and he sinks it. So the Beavers get the first points of the second half. Cuts the lead to 15. That was a good-looking stroke from the senior from Belarus. Kerr Creesa takes it up the court for Arizona. Gets it out to Courtney Ramey. Now back to Creesa. Out to Pella Larson. Tubelas thought about a foul line jumper. Now he's going to try to get it down low. Stolen by Tyler Bilodeau. Stays razor, razor sharp on the defensive end. Glenn Taylor Jr. Tough drive. Head fake. Lays it up and in. Beaver crowd finally coming back to life a little bit. They've scored the first five points of this first half. 44-31 to 31 is the score. 
I mean, it is said that basketball is a game of runs, and this is looking like a very good run to open up the second half for the Beavers. We just need to see how long they can add on to it. Tubelis down low to Pella Larson. Easy lay in there. Somebody lost him down low. Arizona gets a couple points back, 46 to 31. Jordan Pope against Kerr Creesa, pressing high. Not letting Pope do a lot, but he does go behind the back to find some separation. Pope, long two, in and out. Rebound to Umar Ballo. Ballo gets it up to Kerr Creesa. Kerr Creesa to Pelle Larson. Larson, the Utah transfer, up to Ballo, up top. Creesa goes behind the back pass to Courtney Rami. Going to try and drive baseline. He is swarmed by three Beaver defenders out to Kerr Creesa. Wide open three for Creesa, and he absolutely cans it. Turns to the Beaver fans on the court and shushes them. I mean, when you're putting up eight points, he's been shooting very efficiently. He's been shooting very well. He's a shooter. He's feeling it right now. Lead out to 18 again for Arizona. Here is Bilodeau. Bilodeau gives a screen to Jordan Pope. Almost took a three. Now Bilodeau's got it. Bilodeau going to try to drive on Umar Bala. That's a tough fadeaway from Bilodeau. In and out. Oh, he almost got that one to go down. Rebound to the Wildcats. Courtney Rami. Rami throws it down low to Ballo, being guarded by Bilodeau. Easy two points for Ballo, and Arizona's on a 7-0 run. I mean, we talked about Ballo's presence in the paint. Hasn't done a lot scoring-wise. Currently sitting at five points, two for five on his field goals, plus that free throw. But that's a great look from him, and I'm expecting him to have more of an impact in the second half. Reedney trying to drive, gets double, gets it out of Tyler Bilodeau. Thought about the foul line jumper being guarded by Umar Ballo. Now here's Bilodeau spinning, blocked by Ballo. And I uh, got a feel for Tyler a little bit there, giving up a few inches on a very talented center and uh, gets rejected pretty hard. I mean, we talked about Ballo's height, of course, standing at a massive seven foot, 260 pounds as well. Man is an absolute mammoth and he's looking for those blocks and he found a great one there. Beavers have had trouble inbounding the ball. They do get it to Bilodeau being guarded by Courtney Rami. Reedney, Pope. Pope out to Econo. Beavers passing a lot. They've only got one second to put it up. And Glenn Taylor Jr. gets absolutely packed trying to get it up. So a couple blocks within a span of about 12 seconds. I mean, we talked about how it was a game of runs. Oregon State found their footing a little bit at the first few couple minutes of the half. But now Arizona has seemed to found their stride as well. 20-point lead for the Cats. Kirk Creesa has it, being guarded by Akano. Courtney Rami It's going to launch from Eugene. No good. Tipped out by Azolas Tubelis. Back to Kirk Creesa. Offensive rebound. Second chance for the Cats. Pella Larson. Tubelis going to try and drive on Bilodeau. Stripped, and that's a foul call on Tyler Bilodeau. Yeah. Got a little aggressive there, trying to stop the big Tubelis from his drive. I mean, Tubelis has been a massive threat for Arizona. Of course, Bilodeau going to be looking to stop him any way he can, and of course... That usually involves a bit of physicality for a man of the size of Tubelis, and it's going to result in a fallow. We'll see what the Wildcats can do with it from down low. 16-34 left to play in the second half. We'll take a brief break here to wipe up the court. 51-31, Arizona leads the Oregon State Beavers. Beavers trying to claw their way back in. They had a good start to the half. It's gone downhill since then as Arizona stretched the lead back out. Ballow down low, gets tipped away by Dimitri Reedney. We'll do it again. Arizona's going to have it now at the baseline. I mean, we are seeing some great resilience 
from the OSU defense here. Of course, trying to intercept those passes any way they can and really break apart the offense coming out from Arizona, but they, they don't seem too stunned by it. Carissa, corner, three, short. Ballow gets the miss. Kerr, down low to Tubelas, being guarded by uh, Billada, no, Reedney rather. That's out of bounds to the Beavers. And correction, that's out of bounds to Arizona. Changing the call there, and I, I do think that was the right call. Yeah, it did look like it was off the hand of a player in white. Of course, Arizona, you heard, you could maybe hear the bench kind of stand up and contest that call. And the, the other referee got a better look at that. It was it was the right call, even though Tinkle's not happy about it. So Ramy's going to inbound it to Pella Larson. Now Kirk Kreisa gets a screen from Tubelis. Kreisa, Larson. Larson, pump fake, back out to Tubelis, lefty to Creesa, Kirk Creesa for three, no good, another offensive board, third on this possession. Here's Ramy, Ramy, fourth attempt, no good. Rebound out to Arizona, because it's off of the hands of Glenn Taylor Jr., and it's gonna be another um, opportunity for Arizona, and we are going to head to a quick break with a timeout on the floor. Don't go anywhere, we will be right back. <sighs> hey Beavers, let's talk about sleep. Did you know two-thirds of students experience extreme drowsiness in class and that poor sleep habits can negatively impact your GPA? It's recommended to get between seven to nine hours of quality sleep each night. Blue light emitted from electronic devices hinders the production of melatonin, the hormone that readies you for sleep. If you have trouble falling asleep, try turning off screens at least one hour before going to bed, avoiding caffeine before 2 p.m., and maintaining a regular sleep schedule. CAPS wishes you a better sleep tonight. Everyone deserves a home. So what can we do to address homelessness in our community? We are the Home Opportunity Planning and Equity Board, or HOPE Board, and we are working to improve efforts to address homelessness in Corvallis and Benton County. Change is a group effort, and each one of you is a valuable part of our community. That's why we want you to attend monthly meetings and give your input. Together, we can shape the policies that affect housing and homelessness in Corvallis and Benton County. For more information on how you can get involved, visit the HOPE website by searching HOPE Benton County. Is photography your passion or something that you like to do for fun? OMN is looking for photographers to help capture breaking news, cover sporting events, and tell the stories of the people here in the greater Corvallis community. Any photography skill level is accepted and welcomed. For more information on the photo team, visit orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. That's orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. Orange Welcome back inside of Gill Coliseum. 16 minutes left to play in the second half. Arizona's about to get their fourth opportunity here. I mean, the possession we saw before that break seemed to last forever, Ben. We just saw so many offensive rebounds coming out of the Wildcats, but the Beavers just couldn't quite seem to hold onto the ball. Arizona going to get a chance to extend their largest lead here. Of course, they're currently sitting at a 20-point differential. The largest lead we've seen has been 21 points. They put up another. They're going to beat that. And as I've said, it's their fourth attempt. Got three offensive rebounds, then Glenn Taylor Jr. couldn't quite handle one. 
getting it out of bounds to the Wildcats, and I think they're going fourth time might be a charm. 16 minutes left to play, 51-31. Inbounded to Pella Larson, out to Courtney Ramey up top. Gets a screen from Azolas Tupelos back to Pella Larson. Larson's going to drive, puts up an easy lay-in. That goes, and finally Arizona cashes in. They lead by 22, their largest of the night. Here comes Jordan Pope for Oregon State. Beavers starting to lose a lifeline here. They have to respond. Down by 22 with 15.40 to play. Tyler Bilodeau working on Dylan Anderson, and he was, I thought he was called for a travel. It's a foul call on Anderson. Yeah, First team foul for Arizona. Got a little bit too held up. Ball will go back to the Beavers on the baseline, trying to take advantage of this opportunity. Once again, as we mentioned, not let that lead build. Taylor Jr. trying to inbound. They might get five seconds, and it's a throwaway as uh, Ratai couldn't chase that one down. And so uh, a lot more struggles we're seeing from Oregon State. Another turnover. Yeah, we've talked about minimizing those mistakes. And against a team like Arizona, you have to. But another inbound mistake gives possession right back to the Cats. Kerr Creasa to Pella Larson. Larson to the center. Dylan Anderson playing up top right now. Here's Creasa working off a screen. Going to try and drive on Bilodeau. Beavers shift on defense. Here's a little hook shot from Dylan Anderson. He hits it. 24-point lead for Arizona. First points of the night for Dylan Anderson. Pope. Working on Creasa makes a spin move. Glenn Taylor Jr. gets the handoff from him. 19 seconds to shoot. Akano has it now. Gets a screen from Tyler Bilodeau. Beavers trying to cut into a 24-point lead, and there's another foul called on Arizona. I mean, we're still seeing quite a few fouls from them. Two fouls right now, about five minutes into the half. We did mention during halftime how they were going to be looking to kind of cut those down, not allow for opportunities from the free throw line. They've been doing that pretty well here thus far. Inbound to Tyler Bilodeau. Gets it to Michael Rattai now to Jordan Pope. Here's Dexter Cano in the corner. Going to try to drive. That's awful tough. Through a few defenders, and he somehow gets it to go. So Cano with a bucket. Kerr Kreese back the other way, trying to lob it down to Tubelis. That's a foul called on Michael Rattai. They're trying to post up Azulis Tubelis. 22-point game. I don't I don't know how Akano got that to go with two Wildcats all over him. It's a good play. An aggressive drive from Dexter Akano, then a foul called. And Michael Rattai, second team foul for the Beavers. Yeah, that was Okano's first field goal, as a matter of fact. He's one for five now. His first two points came from the free throw line, which we haven't seen a lot of in this second half for the Beavers. They're going to be looking for more of it. Inbound to Pella Larson. Larson, down low to Tubelis. Tubelis, 13-footer, won't go, gets his own miss and scores easily at the rim. Lead back out to 24 points. Here's Jordan Pope for the Beavers. 14-30 left to play, 57-33. Screen from Bilodeau, Jordan Pope being guarded really tough by Kirk Creasa. Letting him know it too, almost a turnover from Pope, gets it to Michael Rattai. Just 10 seconds to shoot. Glenn Taylor Jr. guarded by three Wildcats. Tough spinning shot. Wouldn't go. Rebound to Pella Larson. Here comes Arizona. Larson. Kirk Creasa. Might pull up. He will pull up. Takes a three. No good. Rebound Dexter Akano. Akano coming back the other way for Oregon State. 14 minutes left to play in the second half. Here's a drive from Dexter Akano. Akano going to try to go through a few defenders. That's an awful tough shot. Won't go. Rebound Tyler Bilodeau. Might try to kick it out, and he's fouled going up with it. Bilodeau will get to the free throw line. And, of course, if there's anyone you want at that free throw line for Oregon State, it is Tyler Bilodeau. Currently 5 for 5 
from that line on the night. Going to be looking for even more. Currently sitting at 12 points and five rebounds, leading OSU in both categories. He's been doing spectacular tonight. So Tyler Bilodeau going to get to the line and shoot a couple of free throws. 14 minutes left to play. Second half, 57-33. Arizona leads Tinkle and the Beavers. Bilodeau hits the first free throw to continue his very good night. Cedric Henderson Jr. comes in for Arizona. As does Kylan Boswell replacing Pella Larson and Kirk Creesa. Bilodeau hits them both. And so the lead's cut to 22 now. Beavers are going to full court press. I mean, it's about that time. you got to try something. They inbound to Ramey. Deep press by the Beavers. Kylan Boswell now with five seconds to get it across, and he... Just now gets it across half court with two seconds to spare. Here's Courtney Ramey get working around a screen from Azolas to Bellis. Ramey has his pass deflected. Akano got a hand in there. Now it's out to Cedric Henderson Jr. The forward from Memphis drives left, pulls up, spins away, gets it out to Boswell being guarded by Jordan Pope. Cedric Henderson Jr. on the rotation, three-pointer, no good rebound to Dex. And Akano gets it out to Glenn Taylor Jr. Glenn looking for his first points of the night, gets blocked. And he will go to the free throw line with a chance to get on the board. I mean, this is what Oregon State need to do if they want to start breaking Pardon down me, this he already league. has two points. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, they really need to start looking for those fouls, force Arizona to make those mistakes. That's a fourth team foul this half for Arizona. They're going to be looking to cut those back, but Oregon State trying to dwindle down that lead, of course, still a staggering 22-point difference. Maybe they can do it at the free throw line. They've now hit their last three. Three points now total in the game for Glenn Taylor Jr. and Umar Ballo is returning for Arizona. Probably not the news Wayne Tinkle and Beaver fans wanted to hear. He's been a menace down low for the Cats. So got Tubelis and Ballo back on the floor. Ramy on there as well as Taylor hits the second free throw. Quick 4-0 run for the Beavers, cuts it 220 points. Ramy hands it off to Boswell. Boswell being guarded by Jordan Pope. Glenn Taylor Jr. guards Henderson. Now here's a rotation switch around to Boswell. Wouldn't take the three, almost lost it. Gets it back, nine to shoot. Here's Courtney Ramy being guarded by Nick Kras, who just checked back into the game. Bilodeau double teaming him. Puts up a shot, does Ramy, won't go, tip, no good. Shot clock expires, Tyler Bilodeau grabs it, gets it out to Jordan Pope. He's playing angry as Bilodeau. Taylor Jr., retire, three, got it. 7-0 run for the Beavers, that cuts the lead to 17. Boswell and a very, very quick restart for Arizona. Cedric Henderson Jr. gets it back in a matter of seconds. I mean, if you're gonna respond to a three, take one of your own. Man, that quieted the crowd real quick. That took three seconds. Bilodeau gives it to Nick Crass. Nick Crass gonna try and drive right to the hoop. Nick Crass gets the bounce, lays it in. Good drive from the freshman from Mississippi. 60 to 42, Beavers cut it to 18 with 12-10 left to play. Down low to Ballow, that's a jam. Posted up Tyler Bilodeau, nothing he could do about that. Arizona making it look easy right now. I mean, every team, time we see a good play coming out of the Beavers, Arizona seems to have something already in the works in response. A great layup responded to with a two-handed jam. There is a 
screen. And here's Tyler Bilodeau for three. Not close. Rebound to Azolas Tubelis. Tubelis gets it to Courtney Ramey. Inside to Ballo again. Why not? And he draws the foul. Just looks unstoppable right now. Arizona has a 20-point lead. They'll be at the foul line. 11.38 left to play. We're going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. All right, have it two minutes. And I'm Shia, and I'm the assistant editor of Dance Chic Magazine. And we're back with OSU's Fashion Talk. Let's get into it. Well, first we have Sharon striding to class in some classic gray sweatpants, wide frame glasses, and of course, an iced coffee. I love the look. Is that Eric? He's totally sporting basketball shorts and slides. That is Eric. Look at him go. What a classic and comfy pair. Whether you wear sweatpants or trousers to class, Damn Chic, Chic has, has a place, place for you. And if you want to stay up to date with all things style, follow us on your favorite social media at Damn Chic Magazine. Stay chic. Yeah, I, you know, I actually met the guitarist for this band at a show last week. Whoa, cool. My friend's friend's cousin's mom's son is actually the basis for this band. Yeah, I actually went to high school with the lead singer's dog. Local music is personal music, and KBBR has it all. Listen to KBBR FM's local music hour from noon to one daily. Come on, Corvallis, let's get local. After a long day of work, I don't want elevator music. I want to hear something loud! Too slow! Nah, too soft! Now that's more like it! KBVR Rock Radio, 5 to 7 a.m., 3 to 5 p.m. Nobody rocks harder! Hey Beavers, do you ever feel like not walking to class, or work, or anywhere on the Oregon State campus? The Beaver Bus is a free on-campus transportation service that runs Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. and operates on several routes throughout the year. To find out more information, visit transportation.oregonstate.edu. That's transportation.oregonstate.edu. Happy riding! Welcome back inside of Guild Coliseum. You're listening to Beaver Basketball on KBVR. So 11 minutes, 38 seconds left to play in the second half. Beavers in a 20-point hole to Arizona, but they have already matched their point total from last game. Yeah, unfortunately, Ben, that's not the highest bar they've set, so they're going to be looking for more, though. And we've seen some better looks, of course, but they're going to be trying to minimize, of course. In this second half, we have seen Arizona's biggest lead. That was at about 14.41 on the clock. They had a 24-point lead. But, of course, Oregon State has been able to crack that back down to a 20-point deficit. They're going to be looking to put on even more. But Arizona, they just seem too far ahead at this point. And Umar Ballo has a chance to extend on that Arizona Wildcat lead with a couple shots from the free throw line. First one rattles in, get the lead back out to 21 points. Three team fouls to the Beavers, four for Arizona. 21 point lead. Down in Eugene, want to mention, down Eugene, Arizona State beat Oregon on the road by 17 points, good win for the Sun Devils, the Beavers will be hosting Arizona State on Saturday, so it does not get any easier from here. 
Being guarded by Boswell, here's Jordan Pope. High press from Arizona. Pope, left-handed dribble. Pope, jump stop. Gets it out to Jaden Stevens, who's back into the game. Jaden Stevens with just nine to shoot. Now being guarded by Boswell, left-handed dribble. Here's Jordan Pope. He has to take a very deep three, and he does hit it. That's his second, second three he's hit from Washington. I mean, Pope, he seems great under pressure. He's able to find so many opportunities with so little time. Boswell for three, no good. Rebound to Arizona because it's off of Michael Retai. Him and Jaden Stevens went for the same ball. And that's where it's just, it just comes down to communication. Once again, we talked about Oregon State minimizing those mistakes and finding those opportunities. And we've seen a couple mistakes with inbound passes and now communication errors. And we don't want to see it get any Boswell gets his inbounds pass stolen. Finally, the Beavers on the better end of the stick with an inbounds pass. Nick Crass taking it for Oregon State. Being double teamed, gets it out to Bilodeau, who can now have an open three. No good. Rebound by Cedric Henderson, Jr. Here comes Henderson, Jr. down the other way, gets out to Courtney Ramey. Grammy is going to try and drive on Nick Crass. That one's stolen away by Michael Retai, who jumped in front of the pass. Good defending by the freshman from Germany. Nick Crass gets it back out to Jordan Pope, going to slow it down. Retai trying to post up on Pella Larson. He makes a spin move, doesn't have a great angle, tries to put it up, and he does put it up off the glass and in. Good move from Michael Retai. 17-point game, 10 minutes and 15 seconds left to play. Here's a drive from Larson, puts it up, no good, but he's fouled, and I believe that'll be a couple of shots. Depends on if they're calling it on the floor or in the act. This will be a couple of free throws for Larson, who is in the act of shooting. Bilodeau's coming off for Dimitri Reedney. Reedney having a bit of a quieter night than he is used to. Going to see if he can make an impact here. To Bellis, I mean Larson rather, to Cedric Henderson. Teresa gets Stevens to fly by, takes a three, no good, and the rebound's tipped around. Michael Retai comes away with it for Oregon State. Retai down the court, no hesitation. Euro step, oh, just too far on the uh, layup attempt. He was going fast, couldn't keep his lay-in under control. And here's Creesa trying to go down. That's another steal from Michael Retai. And here comes Jordan Pope the other way. Arizona able to set on defense. That's a foul on Kirk Creesa. I mean, we're just seeing a flurry of turnovers coming out of the Arizona Wildcats. I believe that's three out of the last four possessions they have turned over to the Beavers' defense, and they just haven't been able to keep that ball under control. Arizona 64, Oregon State 47. So the Beavers have cut it into the lead a little bit since the last break, but they're running out of time here, sub 10 minutes to play. We're going to go into the last 10 minutes of the game, last quarter of the game. We're going to be right back. You're listening to Beaver Basketball on KBVR. Is photography your passion or something that you like to do for fun? OMN is looking for photographers to help capture breaking news, cover sporting events, and tell the stories of the people here in the greater Corvallis community. Any photography skill level is accepted and welcomed. For more information on the photo team, visit orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. That's orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. If you're struggling with academic success, Oregon State offers free academic coaching appointments for all OSU students. Unlike tutoring, academic coaching gives you the tools to better study and retain information in your classes. Success coaches will help you lock in your academic goals and develop strategies for you to achieve them. 
To make an appointment with an academic coach, email success at oregonstate.edu. That's success at oregonstate.edu. You aren't the only one struggling, and academic coaches are here to help. Hey, Beavers, did you know you could be receiving over $200 a month in grocery money? The Basic Needs Center on campus assists students with grocery funding through the SNAP Federal Program. If you're a U.S. citizen and make less than $2,000 a month, you're likely eligible to apply. Contact the Basic Needs Center at 541-737-3747 to get connected to monthly grocery funding. Again, that's 541-737-3747. Interested in getting paid to create lifestyle journalism? Beaver's Digest is a student lifestyle magazine that elevates voices and shares stories about the events, businesses, and people that impact the OSU and Corvallis communities. To get involved, send us a message on our Instagram, at Beaver's Digest, or visit us on the fourth floor of the Student Experience Center on the Oregon State campus. Welcome back to Corvallis. Beavers trail 64-47, nine minutes and 42 seconds left on the second half clock. So Brad, we have seen some flurries of hope for the Beavers, but it just seems like Arizona able to respond whenever the Beavers make a good play. I mean, yeah, we've been seeing that all game long. Every time we see a clutch three from the Beavers, seems to be immediately responded by a three from Arizona. We see a good layup come out from the Oregon State and we immediately see usually a two-handed jam in response. The Wildcats have been so threatening. Nick Crass gets it at the point for the Beavs. There is Jordan Pope. Pope gets it out to Dimitri Reedney outside the arc. Reedney looking to go down low. Now he's picked up his dribble, gets out to Jordan Pope. He has a pass outside, he does. Nick Crass contested three-pointer in and out. Oh, that would have been big. Would have cut the deficit to 14. Here comes Arizona. Rebound was to Pella Larson. Um, Kirk Kreese has got it for U of A. Kreese, back to Ballow down low. He's got two Beavs guarding him, puts it up, and he is fouled. I mean, it's hard to foul a man as big as Ballo, but it, it does happen. Of course, he was kind of crouching down low, trying to gather, was able to go back up with it. Of course, he goes to the line. He's currently shooting three for four from the free throw line, a pretty good ratio for a, for a, for a man that size, currently sitting at nine points. He's going to be looking to break into double digits. Doesn't do it there as he's way short on the first free throw. He's got one more coming. 17-point lead for Arizona, 64 to 47, nine minutes, 13 seconds left to play, second half. Yeah, Ballo, of course, still leading the Wildcats in rebounds. He's currently sitting at 10. Long on the second free throw, it's tipped in. <laughs> Arizona was kind of looking around, wondering if that would be basket interference or not. It wasn't, so Arizona adds a couple points. Back up to a 19-point lead. The scoreboard hasn't changed. There, now it's changed. And that's an offensive foul. Called on the Beavers. Wasn't sure if it's on Taylor Jr. who's showing some frustration. It's on Reedney. Nine minutes left to play in the second half. 65-47. Uh, what's showing on the scoreboard, if Arizona got, so was that a free throw that went in or was that a tip? Because maybe they've only added one point, but it says 65-47. Three-pointer from Pella Larson on the way, no good. It was a good look. Jordan Pope grabs the miss for Oregon State. Comes the other way, gets it down low to Ratai. Goes against Creesa and lays it up and in, using his body. Good take from Michael Ratai. 
I do believe they are calling that previous play a free throw falling in, so it is 65 to 49. Get some clarification there. Beavers down 16 now, 8.20 to play. To Bellis to Kerr, Creesa. Creesa posts up Ballo against Retai. Ballo lost it out of bounds. It's going to the Beavers. Arizona, though they do have a 16-point lead, they have turned it over a few times tonight. And we've seen the majority of those turnovers come here in the second half. As, you know, time sort of ticks down, it seems like the Wildcats kind of losing some control of the ball. The Beavers going to be looking to take advantage late. Jordan Pope gets it back to Michael Rattai. Michael Rattai being guarded by Courtney Ramey. Ramey out to Jaden Stevens. Stevens will pull up for three, and he airballs it into the arms of Ballo. Here comes Courtney Ramey. Ramey out to Kirk Creesa. Teresa getting a screen, now being doubled. Tries to go down low, almost stolen, but Tubelis gets an easy two instead. Yeah, Tubelis breaking the 20-point barrier now. He's at 21, 9-4-11 on his field goals. He's been working extremely well for the Cats. He's averaging 21 a game, and there's Glenn Taylor Jr., who's fouled. It's on the uh, They're going to give him a continuation. They're going to count the basket. So it's going to be an and one for Glenn Taylor Jr., we're taking a quick break right now. Seven minutes, 31 seconds to play. 67-51, Arizona leads. We're going to be right back. Hey, this is DJ Bingo Mama. This is DJ Dolomite. This is DJ KW Slider. Take it from us. Being a DJ at KBVR is all it's cracked up to be. And with no prior experience required, you're closer than you've ever been to hearing your voice and your music on the air. We provide OSU students with the tools and training to get their unique voices and personalities on the airwaves. If you're interested in becoming a DJ with KBVR, contact our music director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to learn more. Counseling and Psychological Services at OSU has expanded its services and now offers licensed, multilingual, and distanced mental health counseling 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All you need to do is download an app called MySSP at OSU. You can connect through call, text, or video chat, whatever makes you feel most comfortable. Students can learn more by visiting the website beeve.es slash anytime, anywhere. Any questions can be directed to Bonnie Hemrick by email at bonnie.hemrick at oregonstate.edu or over the phone by calling 541-737-2131. That's 541-737-2131. We understand the struggles you may be going through, and CAPS is here to help. Yo, what's poppin'? It's your boy K-Salt, and you're listening to KBVR-FM Corvallis. Stay locked in. Orange 
Welcome back inside of Gill Coliseum. There's seven minutes and 31 seconds left to play in the second half. Beavers have tried to claw back into this one. They trail by 17 right now, 68 to 51. And they did officially add a point for Arizona. So that was, in fact, tipped in. That was not a free throw. So they have corrected that. It was good to get finally get clarification. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I was going to say, when I saw it at first, it, it looked like I don't, I don't think that was the ball falling. I think that I think that it was tipped in. Coach Tinkle having a conversation with an official over on the sideline, maybe trying to explain the, the tip in. Glenn Taylor Jr. at the line. Fernand one free throw. Free throw is up, and it is no good. Rooms out. Rebound to Umar Ballo. 68-51. Arizona leads Oregon State. Here is Kirk Risa driving on Jordan Pope. A lot of physicality down low between Retai and Ballo. Here's Azolas Tubelis driving, tries to dish it off, or tries to put it up, and it is short. Rebound to Bilodeau. Jaden Stevens inside, bad pass. Luckily, Glenn Taylor Jr. was right there, and he's going to take a three, and he hits it. So that cuts the lead to 14, the closest the Beavers have been all half. I mean, we'll call it a happy accident. The the pass slipped right through that key. Yeah, I don't know if that counts an assist or not. But we'll <laughs> Creesa, Ramy, Courtney Ramy driving down low, stolen by Glenn Taylor Jr. Here comes Michael Retai. Retai gives it off to Glenn Taylor. Euro step offensive foul, and he doesn't like the call. Neither does Wayne Tinkle. He's called for a charge. Yeah, you can see Tinkle. Chirping at the official, trying to let let a, give him a little piece of his mind there, but it looks like the call will stand. Ball back to the Cats. 68-54, 6:43 left to play. Tinkle still talking about it. He might get teed up if he's not careful here. Ball is back into the game for Arizona. He gets it out, inbounded to Kirk Creesa. Teresa uh, broke his own ankles, much to the crowd's delight. Jordan Pope has it and is going to lay it up and in. Uh, embarrassing moment from uh, Kirk Creesa. He looks to be all right. Um, that's a timeout call from Arizona as the Beavers have cut it to a 12-point deficit. Brad, what did you see there? I mean, it just looked like Creesa was trying to cross over to the left. A little misstep with his ankle. He went down immediately, picked up and capitalized by the Beavers. That's a tough one to see. You can see kind of Arizona seemed to be huddling around him there, trying to really figure out what's wrong. He seems to be okay. But, you know, with Oregon State now only down by 12, we're starting to see them find their way back. You know, it, it, it didn't look easy at the start of the half when they got down by 24, but you got to give credit to this young Oregon State team. They have responded. As you've mentioned, they have gotten it back down to 12 points, which puts them in striking distance. Still a lot of work to be done. But Oregon State, especially after that last play, gets the crowd uh, much more involved in this game. And the Beavers are going to try to make a push. Trailing by 12 against number nine. And, I mean, it seems to be that their shooting has just improved stellarly. I mean, we saw earlier in this game their field goal percentage was sitting at about 22 to 25%. Now they're sitting at 35%, bumped it up a 10-hole percent. Meanwhile, Arizona is still sitting at 50%. That's what's led them to 68 here. But if Oregon State are able to keep knocking down those field goals with consistency, they could really break down this lead, possibly even to single digits. If they could get single digits, that's a milestone, you know, you try and go for when you're 
trying to make a comeback. Arizona, I think this is the time they're really going to look to put their foot down. They don't want to mess around anymore. Teresa's got it. Teresa guarded by Pope. Beavers showing a little bit of backcourt pressure. Six minutes, 20 seconds to play. Beavers down 12, 20 to shoot for Arizona. Tubelis being guarded by Glenn Taylor Jr. That was Pella Larson, pardon me. They give it out to Tubelis. Now here's Kirk Creasa who just stripped a minute ago. They go down low to Ballo, and that's automatic. 14-point lead. Yeah, Ballo finds double digits for himself. That's 11 for him. Four for seven on his field goes all from down low. And you know, with, without Cholmario, there's really no way the Beavers are stopping that right now. Here's Jordan Pope, Murtai, thought about a three. Now he's going to drive on Ballo. That's not an easy guy to drive on, and he uh, couldn't quite get the bucket to go. He is fouled, and we'll go to the line. Yeah, it may have looked like a travel from my perspective. Got away it, with one there. It looked like he took three steps. It looked like re left, right, he left. He did. He took three steps. Uh, so playing NBA rules apparently tonight in Corvallis. Yeah, it looks like it, the foul will stand for the shoot, and he will have the line. drills the first free throw. Arizona's lead is 13. Reedney coming out for the Beavers. Replacing him is Tyler Bilodeau. Reedney's only had three points tonight. He's struggled a bit. Bilodeau has not been struggling, but having a very efficient night. And two very pretty free throws, nothing but net on both, and it's a 12-point game again. Five minutes and 50 seconds left to play. Kirk Creasa has it for U of A. Creasa out to Cedric Henderson, Jr. There's a screen. Henderson, Jr. gets it out to Pella Larson. Larson gives it off to Kirk Creasa. Here's Omar Ballo. Back up to the point with Creasa. Going to try and drive, and that's a foul called on the Beavs. At will... Give one and one free throws. That's the Beavers' eighth team foul. Yeah, now the Beavers really got to be careful. We've seen some physicality here and there. Of course, they're not the biggest team going against the Wildcats, so they've really been trying to kind of get physical and shut those kinds of plays down. But now they got to be careful with that bonus active. The Wildcats are going to be looking to knock down more and more free throws. So Kirk Creasa, very good free throw shooter, as you'd expect from a good point guard. Nothing but net on the first one. 13-point lead for the Wildcats, 5 minutes and 39 seconds to play. U of A leads 71-58. to 58. Yeah, we haven't seen Carissa been as efficient from his field goals. And the second free throw up and good. 72-58 Arizona leads by 14, 5, 35 left to play. Pope has it. Hands it off to Glenn Taylor Jr. Gets a screen from Tyler Bilodeau. Now he's at the foul line. Wouldn't take the tough jumper. Gets it down low to retire, and he's fouled. Eighth team foul will be one-on-one -on -one free throws for Michael Retai, who just hit a pair a minute ago. Yeah, that was on Tabellis. Only his second personal, especially when guarding down low. That's a pretty good ratio for him, of course. Oregon State currently shooting 15 for 20 from the free throw line here tonight. 75%, pretty good ratio. They're going to be looking for more. And as you say that, Retai hits the front end of a one-on-one -on -one big make right there. Cuts the lead, and the Beavers retire, gets one more. 5.28 left to play. 72-59, Arizona, number nine, Arizona leads Oregon State. Retires second free throw up and uh, short, but it rolls in. So he's four for four in the last minute on free throws. Lead down to 12 again. Carissa to Larson. Now Kirk Carissa gets it over the half-court line. Still not seeing a lot of backcourt pressure from Oregon State on defense. Ballo has it up top, gets it to Pella Larson. Larson out to Kirk Carissa. Carissa throws a bad pass. It's stolen off into the hands of Glenn Taylor Jr. Jaden Stevens picks it up. Little Euro step, tough teardrop. He gets it to go. And for the first time in a long time, the Beavers are within 10. 
Yeah, we've seen them on a trend here. They Wayne Tinkle is beside himself wanting a push off on Jordan Pope. And there's a throw out to Kerr Creesa, has a big opportunity for three, and he absolutely buries it. As I said, Wayne Tinkle cannot believe it. He's on the court right now. I don't know how he hasn't gotten a technical. There was a little bit of an arm, but I think that Pope might have flopped a bit. There's down low to Michael Retai. Tough shot, won't go. Retai gets another rebound, and he's fouled, and he will go to the free throw line again. Retai has been putting in work in the second half. And I mean, you can hear the crowd absolutely getting into this game. Of course, 4.31 on the clock in this final half. And of course, they're going to be looking for results. And it, with a deficit getting this close, the crowd and the Beavers themselves are looking for anything they can Wayne take. Wayne Tinkle doesn't seem convinced with the explanation that he's getting from the referee regarding that push off, not call him Pope. The first free throw, not close. It's long, big miss from Retai. Yeah, I, I do think uh, Tinkle's got to be a little bit careful here. He's chirping an awful lot at the same official over and over. He's got to be careful. Or he's going to get a technical eventually. Mm -hmm. Retai's second free throw. Nothing but the bottom of the net. It's good. 75-63, 4.30 left to play in the second half. Beavers have closed the gap, but they're running out of breathing room. Not a lot of time left. Kirk Creesa guarded by Jordan Pope at the Beaver logo. He's going to get a screen from Umar Balu, who's now going to go into the paint. Creesa gets it off to Courtney Rami. Rami with 15 to shoot, gets it back to Kirk Creesa, working off a screen up top from Azolas Tubelis. Kerr down low. Tubelis, oh, what a pretty little hooker. Yeah, he was able to set that one off the glass with his he left spins. hand. spins. It was a little left-handed half hook shot. Gets it to go. Jordan Pope working around a screen from Tyler Billadeau. Pope, Glenn Taylor Jr. Screen, tries to drive, hangs in midair, cannot get it to go. Gets his own miss. Oh, he gets rejected by Umar Ballo. Here, comes the, here come the Cats in transition. Down low to Ballo. That's a dunk all over Jaden Stevens. Put him on a poster. I mean, we've talked about Ballo's work in the paint, but there it was put on full display. A massive block on defense comes through and responds with a big two-handed And jam. that might be an exclamation point on this one. Gets the lead out to 16. Glenn Taylor Jr. back out to Michael Retai. Michael Retai gets it to Glenn Taylor Jr. again. Glenn Taylor Jr. drives into the paint. Now here's Tyler Billado. He's going to take an open three, and he hits it. Timeout, timeout Wayne Tinkle. So... Bilodeau hits a big three to keep the Beavers in striking distance. And is that a two? They only put two on the board. Looks like a three to me, but as of right now, it's a 14-point game, 79-65. We'll be right back after this brief timeout. If you're a student, you know that textbooks are expensive. That's why the Human Services Resource Center is giving OSU students an accessible way to borrow and donate textbooks directly from the HSRC here on campus. OSU students can check out a textbook for free for a whole term. Choose from a library of current textbooks or contact the HSRC to learn more about requesting a specific textbook. For more information on textbook lending or other student resources, don't hesitate to visit the HSRC at Champanefu Lodge, 1030 Southwest Madison Avenue, here in Corvallis. Or visit the HSRC website at studentlife.oregonstate.edu slash HSRC. Again, that's studentlife.oregonstate.edu slash HSRC. Everyone deserves access to the learning tools they need, and the HSRC is here to help. 
Want to get involved in public service announcements here at KBVR? We want people like you to share your diverse voices and perspectives on the airwaves. Whether you have an event to promote, a message for the public, or just something to say, don't hesitate to get involved. Students at OSU can be involved in any stage of the process, from writing to voice acting. No prior experience is required. For more information on how to get involved, don't hesitate to email the Productions Director at fm.productions at oregonstate.edu. Is photography your passion or something that you like to do for fun? OMN is looking for photographers to help capture breaking news, cover sporting events, and tell the stories of the people here in the greater Corvallis community. Any photography skill level is accepted and welcomed. For more information on the photo team, visit orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. That's orangemedianetwork.com and click on the Get Involved tab. Welcome back to Corvallis. Final three minutes and 13 seconds of this game. Wildcats lead the Beavers 79 to 65. We just saw a big shot from Tyler Bilodeau being counted as a two. So Wildcat lead is 14, 313 left to play. Beavers would have to play impeccable defense from here on out, really can't allow any more points. I mean, we've seen these two teams duking it out as of late. The Beavers five for seven for their last field goals. In Arizona, they're four for four on their last four field goals. So it's just a battle of efficiency and to see whose defense can hold on longer. Beavers are full court, are court pressing. Arizona breaks it. Kirk Cressa has it up top. Cressa tries to lob it into the paint. Jaden Stevens should have taken that one away. Glenn Taylor Jr. probably should have got that. Stevens tried to make the grab. He probably thought there was an Arizona player behind him, but it's out of bounds off of Jaden Stevens. Kirk Cressa inbounds it to Pella Larson outside the arc. Courtney Rami to Larson. To Bellis, tries to post up Ballo. Good defense from the Beavers. It looks like they are figuring a little something out. Only six on the shot clock now. Yeah, of course, we're gonna see how quickly Arizona can move here. It's gonna be interesting to see if they go for Ballo down low or if they're gonna look for another three. Two Bellis is down in the paint as well. Long three from Rami, no good. Another offensive board and that's a foul on Glenn Taylor Jr. Just no answer to stop Ballo down there. I mean, we've seen him be a force to be reckoned with. He continues on. He's currently sitting at, I believe, 11 or 12 rebounds now. He's been working in the paint. Most of those have been offensive rebounds as well. Just keeps on putting pressure. Five for eight with field goals as well. He's going to be looking to knock down a couple free throws here. 14-point lead, 243 on the timer. Ballo's first free throw hits nothing but net. 80 to 65, Arizona looking to get their 15th win in the year improved to 15 and two. Beavers looking like they might drop to seven and 10. Ballo's got one more free throw, way short rebound to Bellis, right up with it, blocked by Michael Retai, he makes a nice save. So that could have gone badly, it turns out good for the Beavers, here's Glenn Taylor Jr. Glenn Taylor's gonna drive, Glenn Taylor kicks it out to Michael Retai, open three, buries it. 12-point game, 12, uh, 2.30 left to play. 80 to 68. Beaver's gonna have to press here on defense, or at least get a, the very least get a stop. Here is Kirk Risa, Courtney Rami, Pella Larson, down low to Umar Ballo. Ballo going to work on Michael Retai. He gets doubled and throws it away. No, it was tipped by Oregon State. So it will stay with Arizona. Yeah, you can hear the crowd disagreeing with that call. The official did rule it 
I'm not seeing an argument from Pope, so I think he knows he touched that one. Yeah, he seems to just walk back to midcourt. He didn't give too to much of an argument. Yeah. Kerr Creesa is going to get a screen. Pope's trying to not let him. Now he's going to try to go to the right of Michael Retai, being double teamed. Now gets it to Azolas Tubelis. Tubelis out to Courtney Rami, puts up a three, and as the shot clock's expiring, he drills the dagger. Yeah, that's a huge point there. Extends it back to a 15-point gap. Arizona just looking to hold on to this one for the rest of this game. Billadeau thought about a three. He's going to dry a little teardrop. Oh, what great body control from Tyler Billadeau having a great game. 13-point game, minute 35 left to play. Got to say, we have seen much better fight from the Beavers in this half. They've outscored the Cats by five in the second half so far. Down low, Carissa to Ballo being guarded by Billadeau. Forces him to go baseline. That's almost a bad pass. Good hands by Jordan Pope to Bellis. Down low, Ballo fouled. And we, we've seen, I mean, in the first half, we saw a lot of fouls coming out of the Arizona Wildcats. Now that's kind of shifted here for the Beavers. It seems to have done them some good. They've been able to put up a lot of defensive stops, but as with that comes a lot of fouls. Now the double bonus... Actually, yes, it is active, so that means anytime there is a foul, Arizona going to get shot at two. And a minute 21 left to play, a 13-point deficit. Arizona doesn't need to do a lot, and he air balls. The first free throw. We've seen some really good free throws from Ballard tonight. So also seen some pretty bad ones. That was in the latter category. Yeah, I, w I was praising him earlier on. You know, I said you don't usually see a big man like that being able to sink so many free throws, and then he airs one out, but he's able to redeem himself, sinks the second. Gets the second one. 84 to 70, Arizona just trying to close this one out. Minute 21 seconds left to play. Pope has it for Oregon State, hands it off to Glenn Taylor Jr. Taylor Jr. being guarded by Tubelis. Now here's Jordan Pope, drives, takes it back out, being guarded by Rami. Glenn Taylor Jr. steps into a three, way short, rebound out to Michael Retai. Now under one minute to play, and Glenn Taylor Jr. drives, is fouled, and he'll get to the free throw line with 58 seconds left. Beavers trailing 84 to 70. So Brad, um, with Oregon State, not a win, but you have to say, there was a feel that Arizona could blow out. That's not what ended up happening. You have to give this young team some credit. Yeah, we were expecting this one, and I think the crowd as well, you know, coming in, welcoming the number nine Arizona Wildcats. It felt like it could have been a bit of a blood. It could have been a bigger deficit. But this young Oregon Beavers team have been doing very well, keeping it close. And uh, Glenn Taylor Jr. sinks the first three throw. So young Oregon State team, eight freshmen, few sophomores, not a lot of upperclassmen on this Oregon State roster. And so the fact that they were able to fight in these games, I think, I think they can take away some positives from that Wayne Tinkle with his team. Taylor Jr. hits them both. 84-72, Arizona with 58.6 left to play. Beaver is full court pressing at this point. Inbound to Pella Larson. Beavers have to go for a steal. They get it up ahead to Courtney Ramey. And now they're just going to take the air out of the ball. Wouldn't expect anything else. Gets it back to Kirk Creaso. 20 to shoot, 48 seconds left to play. Arizona up 12. And this is an interesting side note, Ben. Carissa was wearing some very bright teal shoes earlier on. As he throws away a pass, Glenn Taylor Jr. gets it. Now he's being guarded pretty heavily. Gets underneath the basket, lays it in. So that gets the lead to 10, and a timeout is called by Wayne Tinkle. Continue about Carissa. We saw Carissa wearing some very 
bright shoes earlier on. And we did see a little bit of trouble with his ankle. We saw that play when he slipped. Do we think he broke his shoe? Because now he's wearing some white and blue Nikes that look a little bit different from what he was wearing Definitely earlier. is possible. Definitely possible that he did. You, yeah, you don't, it's not often you see a player wear two different pairs of shoes in a game. I'm just glad he's all right, didn't hurt his ankle or anything there. So 84-74, Beavers with an uphill climb, but they have really cut into this deficit. Played well in the second half. Inbound to Pella Larson. Larson's fouled. Larson, a guard from Sweden, played at Utah for a couple of seasons. Had an efficient career there before transferring here for his final year of eligibility. Yeah, we've seen Larson. He's been doing decent tonight. He's only put up seven points, but he's moving pretty efficiently. He's three for five on his field goals, six rebounds. He's gotten one assist. He's played 26 minutes, so he's gotten his time, but he's just been doing a good support role. Barry is his first free throw. He's got one more coming. So at the half, it was 44-26. Now it's 85-74. Beavers have certainly had a much better offensive half. Nothing but net on both of Pella Larson's foul shots. And there's 28 seconds left. This will be likely the final possession of the basketball game. Jordan Pope slowing it down. He might try to drive for a play here. Jordan Pope guarded by Tubelis. Tough step back, and Tubelis gets the block. Fitting end to the night for him. And Arizona, I'm sure, just going to run this clock out. And Arizona comes to Corvallis and gets an 86-74 win against this young Oregon State team who showed good fight in the second half. Wasn't enough. So final score 86-74, Arizona wins. We will be back momentarily for a brief pregame show, postgame show, don't go anywhere. Want to get involved in public service announcements here at KBVR? We want people like you to share your diverse voices and perspectives on the airwaves. Whether you have an event to promote, a message for the yeah, public, just or just something to say, don't hesitate to get involved. Students at OSU can be involved in any stage of the process, from writing to voice acting. No prior experience is required. For more information on how to get involved, don't hesitate to email the Productions Director at fm.productions at oregonstate.edu. Counseling and Psychological Services at OSU has expanded its services and now offers licensed, multilingual, and distanced mental health counseling 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. All you need to do is download an app called MySSP at OSU. You can connect through call, text, or video chat, oh, whatever makes you feel most comfortable. Students can learn more by visiting the website beave.es anytime, anywhere. Any questions can be directed to Bonnie Hemrick by email at bonnie.hemrick at oregonstate.edu or over the phone by calling 541-737-2131. That's 541-737-2131. We understand the Dude. struggles you may be going through, and CAPS is here to help. Are you a member of a business or organization in the greater Corvallis area? Do you love listening to KBVR? KBVR-FM invites you to support our programming here at Orange Media Network. With your contribution, you can promote your establishment or next event to listeners throughout our community. For more information, call 541-737-6323 or go to orangemedianetwork.com. Calling all musicians. I repeat, calling all musicians. Are you a musician? Do you want your music played on KBVR's airwaves? Well, so do we. Our station is always looking for new ways to support artists. And what better way than letting our listeners hear your voice? 
Contact the KBVR Music Director at fm.music at oregonstate.edu to get your music on the radio. You rock, so let's let everybody know it. And welcome to the post-game show here on KBVR-FM. Final score, the ninth-ranked Arizona Wildcats, 86. The Oregon State Beavers, 74. So the Beavers drop to 7-10 on the year, 1-5 in conference play. Um, and this is a night where I would say it's a loss, but I think the Beavers can be a little happier about this performance than they were at, in the Colorado loss last week because they're playing a good team. And after a pretty rough first half, they did outscore the Wildcats in the second half by six points. Yeah, we did see a very resilient team come out in the second half. Of course, a lot of those freshmen stepping up. We saw Pope do really well. I believe we also saw Billado do really well. Ratai was another player who really came out and stepped up in that second half, put up a lot of points for the Beavers. It wasn't enough, but it was really funny and fun to see this team really step up in that back half. That's one of the things that the Beavers can be proud of, you know, a positive takeaway from tonight playing a good team and showing a much better fight in the second half because the Beavers could have just rolled over and lost this game by 30, 40 points. It was looking that, like it could have been going that way early in the second half. But the Beavers, they, do, they don't win. They do fight well in the second half and match Arizona's intensity in that second half. So final score, Arizona 86, Oregon State 74. Final stats tonight. Leading the way for the Beavers in points, Bilodeau and Ratai tied, both having good nights. Michael Ratai, 18 points, two for four from beyond the arc, six of nine at the foul line. Tyler Bilodeau, seven of seven from the stripe, 18 points. Glenn Taylor Jr. added 13 points, all coming in the second half for him. Jordan Pope, 14 points for the Beavers, and he played 39 minutes of this basketball game. Remember, there are 40 minutes of the game. He played 39, so a lot of credit right there to Jordan Pope. Let's check out some of Arizona's stats on the night. Leading the way for the Wildcats was, not surprisingly, Azolas Tubelis with 25 points, 11 of 15 from the field. Omar Ballo, 15 points and 14 rebounds. So Arizona racking up the stats with some of their most talented players. Kirk Creesa also finished in double figures for the Wildcats. So 86-74 is the final score. Oregon State will be back home on Saturday to take on the Arizona State Sun Devils. That should be a good one after what Arizona State did tonight. Yeah, I'm expecting them to put up another great fight against another pretty solid Arizona team. We will see how they do. I'm expecting more freshman talent to come out. We're expecting a lot of quick plays, and I'm hoping they take the experience they took in this game, and they're going to learn from it. They're going to adapt, and they're going to be looking for more on Saturday. So 86-74, Arizona, number nine, ranked Arizona beats Oregon State. Beavers will be back on Saturday. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been Beaver Basketball on KBVR-FM.